What is going on guys? It's your boy VG and welcome to the Unknown Minds Podcast where the unknown mind isn't so known and today I got a special guest you can introduce yourself. Hey y'all, so my name is Ricardo Mills. I'm a full-time student at North Carolina A&T but I'm also running my own business in the process of opening my own brokerage. I have agents all throughout the east and central coast as well. All right, so elaborate. What is what is this business particularly like? What is it under? In terms of the company I'm under or? For sure, yeah, the company. Okay, so company I work under. with People Helping People, and we're an FMO, a financial marketing organization. Damn, that shit sounds so goddamn professional. <laughs> I'm crying. That, yeah. that sounds professional as hell. So how long you been in PHP? So I started back in September of 2021 and just been running ever since. So, in, in short, like, what made you wanted to get into a group? What, what invoke you to, like, step out there to get into PHP? If a lot of people, whoever's under a damn rock that don't know what PHP is, I, I do know it's under, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Patrick uh, Bet-David. Yeah, Patrick Bet-David, yes. I do know that for sure. But just elaborate a little bit more on PHP. So, if people wanted to get into the group or they want to get into, like, that I ain't going. It ain't even a corporation. I don't know why I'm about to say corporation. Is is it a corporation? Is it more of a corporation or is it like a? Well, we always title it as an FMO, so it's a financial marketing organization, and we just market financial products on behalf of different Fortune 500 companies. So we're kind of so, like the middleman. In other words, if you wanted to get into to this FMO group, kind of like elaborate why people should get into PHP. Gotcha. So. The main aspect that if anybody were to look up PHP, people helping people, we're an insurance agency and we distribute insurance products, right? So never in a million years would I have ever told you I would wake up and say I want to be an insurance agent because <laughs> that's even still today, I don't call myself that. More so of a solutions agent because we understand that multiple things that we encounter in this world are either revolving around issues and problems with money and finances or just all around problems with your mindset, you know? So we actually work on increasing people's identities to increase their income. So that's, you know, by the books you read, the meetings you attend, the people you surround yourself with. But as PHP as a whole, we're focusing on getting education out for financial literacy purposes. Mm. That's, that's some key things you said in it too. Um, find an identity, like that kind of like stuck out to me because there's like a lot of people that's, that's really rolling out here in these streets, you know what I'm saying? And I think when we you we chatted up before, I'm like, you know, this word entrepreneurship, but a lot of people, they just take that word for granted. It's like, I think that's loosely flung around as if everyone wants to be one now. And I feel like in, in two aspects of it, not a lot of people should be entrepreneurs, but then a lot of people should be entrepreneurs. So what do you believe would be some key metrics for someone? Well, I, how can I say not metrics, but... What are some key personalities that you, most entrepreneurs have that signifies that someone should be an entrepreneur? Mm, okay, so that's a great question. Honestly, you know, going back to what you said before, when people hear the word entrepreneurship, of course they understand that entails controlling your own time, controlling your own income, not having to work for somebody else, and so forth. But if you don't have the discipline, you don't have the consistency, you don't have any value to bring to others, Look, as an entrepreneur, you get paid based on the size of the problems that you solve. And if you can't solve any problems, if you don't have any leadership qualities, you have no business being an entrepreneur or even trying to call yourself that. So, like, people don't want to go to school. They drop out prematurely. Yeah, you can make a meal, do what you want to do. But if it ain't, if it's not going to help people behind you, if you can't teach somebody else how to do it, you can't really call yourself an entrepreneur. That's that's a good shit. You done tapped in and goddamn four or five topics I could damn near elaborate on, especially what you were saying, like providing value. I think 
Like, just think about how, how every business, business owner operates, right? We could talk about Jeff Bezos. We could talk about Elon Musk. We could talk about these people that give... They, the purpose of, you know, let's talk about Bezos for a little bit, right? And when you're talking about value, right? Value doesn't mean simply just by, like, what you say or what you do is what you how much you give. Exactly. And when we're talking about Amazon, Amazon got everything. You know what I'm saying? So... That's value within itself. Like, if you could literally go in and go and get an iPhone. You go in and get a damn near goddamn basketball court shit. You want to go shop for a car on Amazon, which is kind of weird. You can actually shop for cars for Amazon, if I'm not mistaken, car parts. It's kind of crazy. That shit crazy. I'm not surprised. That shit <laughs> crazy. So, you know, and and, and that, that within itself, is as long as you have some form of a product or some type of intellectual property that you're able to give to people, you always remain and have value. So, I think yeah. that's like a... I think that's like a huge thing. And I think a lot of people, they get into these businesses and they don't know what value their business actually give. You know what I'm saying? Or they don't know what type of audience they should be giving a product to. And I feel like marketing is like one of the number one things being on someone. Like you got to know how to sell, bro. Like, yeah. I mean, so of course it depends on your realm of entrepreneurship. You have people who do clothing brands. You have people who start their own hair products or hair vendors, things like that, or you could be a distributor, you know, so like in the realms of financial literacy, basically what I do, right? So I wouldn't say that it's always about what you can sell, but more so what you can give people a different perspective on, because a lot of things that we're conditioned to, not even just through school, but through the world, of course, like what you see on a normal, like going back to entrepreneurship, people see all the beauty that you can gain from entrepreneurship, but they don't see how many years it took people to go through the knit and grit of building the discipline to make their own schedule, making sure they actually do make best use of their time type of thing. So it's not always about what you sell, it's just what you can educate people on. That's, you know what, you know what, that's true. And it's like, one thing you did say is like self-discipline definitely separates the strong from the weak. Self-discipline is, a lot, is, 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 is that's, that takes a lot of mental work. And I think in order for people to develop the sense of discipline, you got to have a sense of purpose, right? You can't have discipline without purpose. You can't have purpose without discipline. I think when you set up a business, when you move with intention, that every move counts. Mm-hmm. So I, cause I even know that for myself, like I can give myself like, uh, well, I can be very transparent. Like before I got into the job where I'm at now, like I work at a delivery job, Fetch, right? And the reason why I got into Fetch because it gave me the flexibility of time, right? Uh, besides like, if you go to a corporation, you held captive for eight hours and then getting two week pay. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, it's a little bit more different. So like you, you literally, you're forced to work eight hours of someone that was borrowing your time that you were given. And, like, when I had to sit back and look at that perspective, I'm like, damn, I came back home for work. Be tired as hell. Be trying to do podcasts and then trying to study a financial skill. And I think to people in general, time is your greatest asset. And it's like what differ- what what differentiates you from the next individual is how you use your time. Exactly. And, and I hate this concept of like, like a lot of people, they would usually say they don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. Bro, you have 24 hours a day just like I have 24 hours yep. a day, right? And you have 1,440 minutes, just like how I had the same thing. So how well are you using your time? And I think people, they put their time into something that they believe is valuable and it's not really as valuable as they seem. Yep. That goes into, I know it was a topic you said you wanted to touch on, but the difference between instant gratification and delayed gratification, right? So when we work for other people, so, so for example, mm-hmm. right, you mentioned Amazon, Jeff Bezos. 
being in the world of well actually this is what we actually like to tell people within my agency of people helping people of course you can have people like you know someone who works in a fulfillment center for amazon right you know yeah. at least one person i have well used you, to work you work okay you used to work but have you or any of your friends ever met jeff bezos hell no but do you think he's still making money off of you hell yeah so would you rather stay on that fixed income or would you rather capitalize off of a lean not a lean year but an index income you could possibly have so it's like, would you rather be taught how to work for Jeff Bezos or become a Jeff Bezos? I'd rather be, I'd rather go into the direction of learning how to be like, not like work on that level of Jeff Bezos, but a lot of people, they don't want to take that sacrifice. So not literally his level, but I'm saying how he's able to capitalize on his time by yeah, having sure. different vessels distributing the same thing he was trying to accomplish. You know, so when that goes into delayed gratification, people see working for somebody else, trading their time for money, they know they're getting a paycheck off of that. So, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah, I'm good. You know, that's the instant gratification. But as an entrepreneur, you need to work a lot of time in order to start getting the Hell big yeah. sums of money that you're expecting to get. That's the delayed gratification. I portion. feel like one of the biggest things is, like, understanding that, you know, everyone could get to that level. It's, I ain't going to say it, it's entrepreneurship, but it's kind of like a competition, but not really. I put it in a way because it's like, it's kind of like, I ain't going to say who gets rich the fastest, mm -hmm. but who methods works better to get rich fast. And it, trust and believe me, like entrepreneurship is not like a get rich quick scheme. And that's another topic. It's not a get rich quick scheme, yo. Like for one, um, I literally just had an Instagram post. I literally just posted like a reel I just posted. And I was uh, stating something like, there's no such thing as perfect time, right? Right. And a lot of people disagree with me on that. They was like, what you mean? There's always a perfect time. I said, it's only a perfect time unless you educate yourself. Like, you can't, you can't expect something to fall, in, fall into place without educating yourself on how you can create that perfect time. Right. Right? So, it's like, the now time is the perfect time. But people waiting for a perfect time that doesn't exist. So, literally, I, 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 how do you not? Before I, left, before I left the last job I was at, it was at a warehouse. Right, it wasn't a, it wasn't an Amazon warehouse. It was it was a it was a warehouse dealing with car guys. That was literally my first job, and that's like my first job. Literally, is what enforced me to want to become more of an entrepreneur. And plus that exposure, mm -hmm. like right. So I, I put my money where my mouth is when I got into like this space dealing with podcasting or dealing with trying to invest. Because I was sitting, like I said, we we talked about it before. Like I was sitting in the crib, going to club. You know what I'm saying? Going to club. Hey, I'm gonna give me and my homie uh, a drink real quick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so he said, "All right, boom, boom." So now I go back home. Shit, I got another bill due next day. So now I'm, I'm plopped in the goddamn negative. Exactly. So now I'm over there looking crazy. I'm like, damn, I really just did this to myself, and not realizing that it was because of the lack of financial information and financial literacy is what put me in the predicament that I was in. That's deep. So a lot of people, they, they have this victim mentality. Mm -hmm. Right, they was like, "Oh, why did this happen to me? Why did this? What? What? What transpired? What made its actions? Yeah. Past actions is what creates a present moment solution or a present moment problem. It could be both present yeah. moment problem and present moment solution. Whatever you did in the past can also." help you solve more problems also make more problems exactly and that's like you hit it right on the nose honestly like just seeing the things that you lack to do before is going to come to fruition now like it's never going to be a perfect yeah. time it's it's literally you're never going to be ready like when people saying oh i'll get started when i'm ready you ain't never going to be ready because <laughs> ready ready is ready <laughs> like ready is like it's like preparing right i did a pod when i started on my podcast i before i actually dropped content mm -hmm. 
I waited about three months to hella just stack hella content. And one of my homies, he was telling me, he was like, yo, you've been preparing a long time. He ain't even make the move yet, yeah, bro. Yeah, just put it out there. Yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah, you right, though. He's like, bro, what the hell is the point of you getting all this damn content out here if you're not going to showcase it nowhere? That's funny you say that because that is something that I personally struggled with, you know, because it was like posting, you know, just consistently on Instagram and doing reels or posting pictures and stuff. And I'm just like, no, I have to feel it. You know, like I have to get the clip to know that it's my time or I have to organize it in a certain way for people to see it. But it's like you are never going to know what like how what you're trying to post right now is going to hit somebody else like you're right. so over here trying to be perfect but you know not to get all religious but you know god is my savior the only reason i'm able to give y'all this wisdom but god's timing is always perfect sure. god's sure. timing is perfect sure. so you put it out there you never know who it could hit you know right just, and just I, do it and i think of i think it's to people is selfish by trying to make themselves perfect because they only think of themselves yep so at that moment, when you're trying to make perfect content, you're only thinking of how you feel about the content, not how someone else feels. Mm -hmm. And that right, damn, that shit just, I just <laughs> thought about, damn, that shit, hey, hey, that shit was hard. I ain't gonna lie. See, 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 now, when we go into that type of aspect, right, sometimes you can make content anywhere. Like, anywhere could be a place of content. So, like, personally, me, I don't, most of the time when, when I get my content off, I'm in a car or some shit, like, I'm not trying to sit here and trying to put on this face of, all right, I need to be professional 99.9% .9 of the time because it ain't about, I don't care how what quality, how bad the content is, as long as it gives you that value, that's what really matters. Yeah. So like, you can literally sit here, look, bottom line, look, you can literally sit here, watch a 4K video and another 720 pixels video and a 720 pixels video can give off more value than a 4K video. Yeah. So it's not really about the about the quality, it's about the value behind the quality. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like it'd be many people that be like, all right, look, let me just fuck it, let me just drop content and don't have some type of quality to it. I have one of my homies, he was trying to tell me that too. I'm like, nah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm gonna drop quality, but I want quantity with it too. You feel me? So it's like, why what are you waiting on? I'm waiting on for it to get just good enough and I don't and I think what separates the greats from the average people is that they always know there's more work that need to be done. Yeah. I'm good at what I'm doing, but I can become great at it. Exactly. And when I become great, I can become amazing at it. And amazing, I don't know what the hell goes more than amazing. Like, I don't know what goes further than that. I think phenomenal. Yeah. And there's not a lot of many people that can hit that phenomenal level. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's quit. because, like I said, they, they in a fixated mindset of trying to be I don't know. I don't know if it's, it's trying to be perfect, but they know like, it's always, they could do better. I feel like people get that into a misconception of, like, like you said, they try to make it perfect because they're only thinking about themselves. When I mean, you don't even recognize that what you're doing, like even getting yourself out there, trying to fulfill the value that you want to bring, you're feeling that for a reason. So it's so <laughs> yeah. much bigger than you. It's, it's like, even if you sit back and you're like, man, I quit. Like, I'm not going to do this no more because I don't feel like it's good enough. You sit back, but it's still going to be trickling in your head. That's because it's literally a purpose God is telling you to fulfill. And it's like nobody else mm. is feeling that same thing. So it's clearly on you to make it happen. Right, you ain't seeing right. no changes around you. Anybody else doing it like you want to do it. That's why I believe association is a very important thing, too. Because, like, you know, if you're around niggas, ain't shit. 
You gonna be in yeah, yeah, gonna be there. <laughs> you know, it's just, just, it's just, it's just a close case scenario, and you don't realize you can make millions until you hang around people that make millions. Yeah. You don't realize you can make ten bands until you hang around people that's making ten bands. Yeah, and we actually just came from a conference, right, in in Vegas for a whole week, and we were talking to different people who were like, maybe basically like the top executives in the company. You just look at these people like, oh, I can never be where they are, and they mm. literally will tell you their story from the trenches. Like you can see their growth in their speech, right. and so. One of them, um, I'm blanking on who it was, so I don't even want to set the name out there, and I'm wrong. But they said something about how when they first they made their first 500k, they were like, "Man, never in a million years would I have thought I could make that." You know, if you look, compare me to my family, they're like, "Oh my God, he's a breadwinner." But then if you look at the other executives in the company, they making over here a million, two million, and they're like, "Dang, I'm just a little pea in the pot." But it's normal to them to making 500k because they're around people who have done it. So that's the that's association. Facts. Yeah. That's facts. And I think another another reason why like a lot of people are hindering from like growth and when especially coming to entrepreneurship or just business wise in general or just in a financial literacy field is that the factor of they're trying to compare themselves with so many people. Hello. And I think comparison is the number one killer of joy. Why do you just take the words out of my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> I swear I told you that when we was comparison is the thief of all joy. Yeah, for Literally. sure. And so, you know, when you when you're too busy comparing yourselves, it's, it's like you're trying to you're trying to place your vision in someone else's goal. Mm. So like someone else's goal may not be your vision. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So that's why a lot of people fall short because they feel like when someone hits 10k likes, 10k views. They don't see that those 10K views on 10K likes came from 30 or 40 goddamn videos they done posted yeah. way ahead of time. And now what, what they see is instant gratification. Mm-hmm. They thinking that shit was quick. Mm-hmm. So now I, I feel like social media really ruined that for a lot of people because it's like, and I, I can't say it did, but I can't say it did. The reason why is, is the fact of, like, when someone works hard, you don't have to show how much work you're putting in. Because who is you trying to show off to? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So if you're going on there, man, I'm staying up late at night. Them people just going to look at your shit, swipe to the next story. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? And, I, I, and, I, and I, this was also something I stated, too. Like, always, 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 I mean, repeatedly. Like, when you got a business, when you have something that you got going on, it's no problem to support you. Mm-hmm. It's never, it's, that's never a crime. Because at the end of the day, the greatest support is you, yourself. Mm-hmm. And how much effort you put into your business, how much other people going to put into your business. Exactly. And I feel like that's a big misconception when it comes to having your own business and mentoring other people because the mentees would start to think, oh, I'm going to compare my chapter one to their chapter 15. And I'm going to be like, oh, I could never be there. You they didn't think they even can read the book. Yeah, you ain't even read the book. And so one thing that I know, like, just when it comes to talking about, you know, I don't want to say haters, but when you when you start building something, especially in entrepreneurship, you're going to have so many naysayers. You're going to have so many doubters. And they're basically just, their insecurities are going to continue to reveal themselves as the taller up you get, you know? So it's like the, the taller you grow, the more insecurities are going. But what you always need to keep in your mind is that, of course, in order to lead people, in order to bring value to people, it's not always about how perfect you are, but it's more so how you handle your imperfections. Also, authenticity. Exactly. How authentic you are. Exactly. Because authenticity stretch lanes, bro. Like, if you become super authentic, someone in this world is relating to exactly how you feel. Mm-hmm. Right? So, don't try to, like, people don't... I would say, like, 
get ideas from others meaning like how you want to be able to market yourself but also be authentic where there's still some of you in it yeah if you're not you then you're going to just hit a brick wall continuously it's so like it's literally off. so easy to become someone else or try to act like someone else but it's, it takes more confidence to be you mm-hmm. it takes hella confidence like for you to be authentically you from tiptoe like you'll last much longer that way too yeah, you want, I mean, you, then I think authentic people hang around authentic people, but sometimes authentic people hang around the wrong people. Yeah, without knowing. And it's, I think it's because of just not being aware of who you associated with. Right. And not peeping out the clues, bro. Like, the minute you, like, you sit there and you listen to someone, you literally, people expose themselves every day. You just have to have the ears to yeah. listen. And it wasn't until, honestly, of course, that's a that's a commonality that people think about, you know, am I surrounded by the right people? But it wasn't until I read this book called Give and Take, where I'm it differenti- you differentiate givers, takers, and matchers. And it's literally, as you start to read through the book, you're like, dang, like, you know exactly who's a giver, exactly who's a taker, exactly who's a matcher. The people who are the givers are usually the most authentic people, and they always come out on top. They may not have as much personal um, results from the jump, but what's entrepreneurship? Long-term runs, right? Yeah. It's delayed gratification. So the more you give to people, the more you're going to be blessed with later. So like a lot of times when I was younger, I would just be like, oh, I'm going to treat people how I want to be treated. Oh, no matter how they treat me, I'm going to do what I would want to feel like, you know? And as the older you get, of course, you have this innocence when you're younger, but then you get punched, you get smacked in the face, you get stabbed in the back, and you're like... Like, life will whoop your literally. ass. You know how many times life will whoop my ass? Like, like you literally, like, even, yeah, not, not to throw shit. Every family has its deficiencies, bro. Like, yeah. every, every, every family has some form of deficiencies. But sometimes you can't rely on your blood to see your vision. Because mm-hmm. God think, ain't given that vision. Right. And it's like a lot of people, they would literally sit here and was like, he didn't see my vision at all. And, like, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, we all, like, I've been even putting that vision. Like, I was literally tell like, a family member vision of mine. And they were just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. They shrug this shit off. Like, what do you mean, okay? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, what you, what you mean? But it's because most people who hate, they hate because they know they should be doing what you're doing. Exactly. Doesn't make sense. They were like, you know, uh-uh-uh. Because they know in themselves that they should be doing the exact thing that you're doing right now. But they didn't take the courage and the confidence to do what you're doing. And that just sparked my mind. Because it's like, of course, you can tell your family members or you can tell people around you what you're doing. But they're not going to even. They, or they could just be like, oh, okay. You know, because they think you're just going to die off. Cap- they anyway. think you capping. Yeah. They, they don't see you for where you're going. They see you for where you are right now. And that's that's a huge misconception right there, too. Yeah, you can't you can't judge somebody where they at now because man, you, I might be broke one day and next day I might, you know, what I'm saying I might hop up in a coupe, okay. you know what I'm talking about? I mean, I'm in a I'm in a goddamn Bugatti or motherfucker Ferrari or something, you know what I'm saying? You, hey, you might call me broke today, hey motherfucker, yeah, yeah, don't don't mean I'm gonna be broke next week or next year exactly. or next five years from now because at the end of the day, and I feel like I, I made another post about this, and now this is about to bring it to, to a whole nother topic too. And remind you, we're not going on topic because this is everything that comes with entrepreneurship. You know what I'm saying? This is all the little, the nicks. and cranks. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? This is, all, this is all the things that come with it. So one of the biggest things that I had stated to somebody, right? Well, I stated on my Instagram is like, you got to understand balance comes to also being unbalanced. True. You got to be put under financial pressure to know how to handle financial literacy. 
So you gotta go broke because we all know how to operate money when we had our goddamn last ten dollars. Mm-hmm. We had our last ten dollars. We know how to we know how to stretch ten dollars for at least that's, a good couple of days. But when we have mo- the most money in the world, you gotta also have money to know how to keep money. Mm-hmm. You gotta also know how to lose money, know how to keep money. So you gotta get bo- a boat under both scales. And the same thing with like doing a business. There's some nights you might have to lose that sleep. A lot of nights, and it comes with you. You think every day you're gonna go in here, work on your business, and get eight hours of sleep? Hell no. Rest is essential, but rest ain't always guaranteed when you're doing this game. Exactly. So it's like every day I can't even sleep eight hours. Yesterday, like right yesterday and this morning, fuck around there. Look, went to bed. My ass was back up at six. Usually I go to the gym at six. But I was like, nah. Jim, I got time for Jim. I always got time for Jim. But let me learn this financial skill first. Because that's just as important as my health too. Mm-hmm. And I know that me learning this financial skill is going to help me in the longevity of time. Because when I have kids, I can, I can give them the game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And what financial literacy is, right? I said this with, with me, and, me and Chris. Me and Chris, mm-hmm. we was on the podcast when we said this. Mm-hmm. I said financial literacy is understanding how America plays the game and using it for your own benefit. Right. And if you don't understand the game, you just a piece of the game. Exactly. And that's when everybody gets the victim mentality. Oh my God. <laughs> I I I got so many bills. Your employer's not in charge of that. You in charge of that. How many tax write-offs you got? Mm. Damn. How many <laughs> LLCs you got? How many trust funds you got? You ain't got none of that. How many? So like, you know, and for me, you know, even even myself, like how mm-hmm. I even came across Chris or how I even came across PHP, because mm-hmm. I, I went to the meeting. That's when I sat next to you at that time. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's I went to the meeting because like uh Trey Sean, he was like, yo, you need to come to the joint. You know what I'm saying? This this might be for you, type. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm a swing, I'm a swing. <laughs> I was like, all right, bet. He was like, if you think you bring some people. So the same people that we're in the house with now, they're the ones that they came with me to the PHP, you know, the joint. So I went to the joint, I'm over there listening to, you know, Chris talking, you know what I'm saying? You know how Chris is. You know what I'm saying? So I'm listening to what he's saying. I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense too. But in the same token, sometimes there's certain times, certain points and certain times in your life that a, a particular skill isn't really necessary at the at this moment for you to learn, if that makes sense. Like for me, I got it. I like I, I was I, I was studying the exam, but it didn't feel like it was my time to really learn that because my mind at the time was so asphyxiated on options and stuff like that is that I don't know. It's like you can't be the jack of all trades. You gotta like how the how this game runs. You gotta master one skill and then go to the next skill. You can't have one skill and then none and none and none. Cause how a laser work is, the minute a laser hits its target, it burns that target. Right. But if your laser going up, down, side, side, you can't even hit the target. Right. So one thing, um, so you know, I used to trade, mm-hmm. and I was very very active in teaching people how to trade in the foreign exchange market. I didn't do like stocks. I did more so the day trading and. Of course, when it came to that, it was like, if you're in school, you're a bum. Like, you need to know how to trade. You need to wake up, eat, sleep, drink, trade. Like, (laughs) (laughs) because it's it's literally like that was the entire mindset that it gave you. And it gave people kind of like, okay, so I have to focus on one thing at a time, you know, and that makes sense. Yes. But then that's where the commonality of the mindset, I keep saying commonality of the mindset, but it's like. The average millionaire has seven streams of income. Right? Oh, no one's but that saying But it's not. Yet. No, no, no. Listen. So it's not about 
how many incomes they have, but it's about how they mastered one income at a time. And then once you feel like you're able to bounce into something else or just leverage something else. So like, for example, with PHP, Mm -hmm. you're able to do whatever the heck you want. Like how you're running podcasts right now, you could be having somebody run an appointment for you. Then you get split on that 50-50, right? So that's like if you know how to capitalize on different streams so to make them work for you. You know, like you don't always have to think of things being so hard because I'm not just I'm not trying to sell you on nothing. Like literally, that's just what it is. And people don't understand to look at different avenues of being able to do that. Because like if you were to, if you were to come up to me and be like, man, I don't even got time to do this. But can you can you, can you run this appointment for me and just you know split it with me? Then people gonna be looking at that. Oh, he trying to finesse. Like right, no, right. like nah. Like that's legitimately how that works. And I feel like that's something that's not. Hmm. expressed in many different realms of the industry because they they're so selfish you know like we don't look at it from a selfless point of view i think you can't explain experiences to people who doesn't want to go through the experience i think that's like a big thing i can't tell someone you know you know how many times i did blah 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 blah. if they're not willing to go through what i'm going through they never will truly understand of the headache the heartache the uncertainty Mm -hmm. the the misconception the change of thought process the, the 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 redesigning process that comes with an like in entrepreneurship you have to redesign yourself it's like literally it's mandatory because like there's no way in hell you're going to sit here and make millions off operating off the same mindset you've been operating off the last 20 years of your life yeah and that's that's honestly what i love personally so much about my business is because in entrepreneurship it can be it can get tough and you just have to be under you have to understand that the system that we at least work with with Chris and with Trey and all of them we are in business for ourselves but we're not by ourselves yeah for sure i get that yeah i it makes sense yeah and i just think like people a lot of people believe that you know and it's cool like it it sounds very noble when someone be like you know i did everything by myself man that shit is a team effort it is like I got to pay somebody to edit this. Like, I'm not about to just sit here and just do this myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes you got to be able to indulge and in, I need help. Yeah, exactly. Is I would it? never want to see, like, of course, like, when you edify, for example, Warren Buffett or when you edify, like. I see the reaction on him. Elon I'm gonna drive Musk. This, I'm gonna drive Shoot, any of them. They'll be like, this is a self-made billionaire. Self-made, There's nobody self, self-made. Nobody man. self-made. Hell nah. it's either It's either self-made or it's team-made or it's faith-made. Faith yeah. shit, man. Faith made is like the number one that's thing that comes that got, that comes before anything else. Cause you gotta believe in the process as just as much as the process believes in you. Hello. So I feel like, you know, when you're going through this process, faith is the number one key aspect. But faith isn't the only aspect, if that makes sense. You gotta worry about execution. Because execution plays a part with faith. So you just can't have faith without execution. And a lot of people, you know, I ain't gonna like I I've seen posts, man, faith gonna get you through any everything. Execution also works. You have to execute. Yeah, you can't like, do anything without execution. Like people like talk, I like to talk about law of attraction. We don't talk about law of execution. We don't talk about law of sacrifice. Facts. Those are like those is just as important as, as faith, faith. Faith is more of an extrinsic term because people. I mean, an intrinsic term because people need to understand what actually takes place when faith comes put in. You know, like when you're Damn, actually. That's- when you Damn. when you when you think about the execution, yes, of course you need to execute. But then what happens when you hit a wall? 
what happens when you don't get the results that you that's thought you were going to get. Mindset. Exactly. I, that's where the faith has to always be the forefront of what you're doing. You also got to know why you did it in the first place. Exactly. If you don't so know I, your why, if you don't know what you're doing it for, you're, you're going to always just... So to people who have literally asked themselves this question, what would be considered as a strong why? How will someone will know they why is strong enough? If it makes them cry. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty simple. Yeah, that's pretty. Or, or yeah, yeah. Or I feel like you know, if you're, I think another thing is like if you do something, you stop. Then your why wasn't strong enough in the first place. Because I feel like every time you do something, that subconscious thought of that why is going to be sitting right there at the back of your damn cranium. It's going to be sitting there just floating. Yeah. If it's not the first thing in the front of your brain, it's going to be there. It's going to be somewhere floating in that that consciousness. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Exactly. And I feel like a lot of problems, like even speaking for myself, because nothing that I'm saying on here isn't something I personally experienced, because that's all I can speak from personal experience. But when your why isn't strong enough, it's going to have you consistently at a battle with yourself. And mm, even if you question it, yourself too a lot. Exactly. And yes. it's like you can they always say not to attach your why to a person. So, for example, I could be like, oh, I want to retire my parents. Oh, I want to, you know, prove this person wrong. Who cares about them, first of all? Like, don't worry about them. Worry about your peoples because they did what they needed to do for you. So it shouldn't be, oh, I want to make sure that they're well off. Okay, what are you going to provide for them type of thing? But then for me personally, my why has more so to do with myself than anything. Because mm. I want to make sure that what I'm doing is not just breaking the generational curse, but it's setting my generations up for mm. being able to learn from what I did, learn from my mistakes. That's facts. That's fast, and I feel like you know. That's why when you look at books, those are literally blueprints, and that's why I hate when I hate I hate when niggas be telling me like, "Yo, you know, action just is important." But once again, if you gave me a math problem, and goddamn well I don't know how to count, how the hell am I solve it? Exactly. So I feel like information is very important. People thinking they just want to magically get there without any information, thinking sheer hard work is just going to get you there. You also have got to have the knowledge too, Mm -hmm. because people are willing to pay for someone who has not only the knowledge the experience so if you can't you can't have one without the other you can't have a rock of knowledge without having some experience but i also believe that if you read over 50 books you went through 50 experiences because now you digested what could happen and mm, now you program yeah. your mindset of if something happened guess what you're going to retrace back something you previously read exactly it depends also how often read that book because some people they read a book one time they ain't cool your brain dumps information mm-hmm. that you're not using yeah so if you're not sitting here making that brain grow by steady stretching it, by rereading books, rereading is re-adding. Mm-hmm. Re-add. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, you see, just like R-E-A-D. Re-add. So when you're rereading a book, you're re-adding knowledge. Exactly. So if you're not, if you're re-adding knowledge well, not without any application, then you just become a library. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guess what a library has so many goddamn books there. So do you remember the reference I made to Secrets of a Millionaire Mind? So we have a book of the month that we read like company-wide and Patrick but David actually assigns them to us, right? So Secrets of a Millionaire One was for last month and the main, the first chapter was literally you can attend all these seminars, you can go to these trainings, listen to podcasts, read all these books, but you'll just start consuming every single piece of knowledge and it'll be held in this little mind bank until you're ready to receive it. It'll just be sitting there. Or ready to apply. Yeah, I ready mean, to apply. Right, ready to apply. But that's just like going to church. Like we go, we can go to church every single Sunday, and it's not because, of course, you may have read the Bible before. You know what they're going to say. It's just having to remind yourself of it. Like, for in a business aspect, the person who actually introduced me to this business, to the opportunity, his name is Caesar Giannis, right? And it took him an entire year to do what took me a month. 
because I was able to mm. learn from his mistakes. And I had already tapped into reading books like You Can Grow Rich. Like I already had some type of entrepreneur mindset, but people don't understand that people are only like trying to talk to you. Like even this podcast right now, like we could be feeding somebody mistakes that we made that mm. they don't have to worry nice. about making. You know, people don't so. want to take in that sense of knowledge. They just have the ego to think they know it all. They need to experience oh, it on man, their that's, own. That ego is the number one killer of knowledge, bro. Like, if you really think you know everything, bro, you don't know everything. Because when you know there's so much shit out here you don't know, that's when you're growing. Mm-hmm. When you know there's a lot that you don't know, oh, man. It, it, your, your whole world just begin to change because, like, I thought I knew enough of entrepreneurship, but shit. Once when I started reading all these other entrepreneurship books, I was like, I don't know shit. Yeah. I don't know a damn thing. I'm just I'm just scraping the, the, the top, like, the top of that cake before I even... I didn't even eat the cake, damn it. I only just put... <laughs> Just scrape a little, some, 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 uh, fuck, I don't know. Probably, I'm only, going, probably only ate the cherry, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe the cherry. Not, probably not, probably the stem of the cherry. Stem of the cherry. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I don't know who the fuck eat the stem That's of the cherry. Right. But, <laughs> I don't know who the hell eat the stem of the cherry, but it, it, either, either some whipped cream, I don't know what some people whipped cream. Who the fuck, who the, who? Not whipped cream, that was a, frosting. Yes. I was trying to, I was trying, I was trying to figure out what the hell I was frosting's talking about. Frosting's even worse. Now, frosting is that additional you fat. whipped cream frosting. You can say yeah, that. Yeah, whipped cream frosting. I mean, I ain't really a whipped cream person. Like, you, mm. But it's, it's a different texture than the regular frosting. The other frosting, frosting takes kinda fake. Frosting kind of thick, though. Yeah, it's it's fake. fake. It's kind of thick. It's all, oh, wait, what, man, don't even get me started on businesses now. U.S., I always say this. U.S. is a business, mm-hmm. right? And how you think these financial industries be popping so much? Because of the fact that uh, they put the stuff in your food that causes the diseases that you have now. Everything Yellow 5, cancer. Red 40, <laughs> goddamn words you don't even know. <laughs> shit that you will not even taught in science class. It's all that shit is in there. And so, it's like, that's what I always tell people, man. Be aware of what you're eating, too. Because, like, you're not, you are what you eat. Not just physically, but what you see with your eyes, what you hear with your ears. And what you visualize in your mind. Mm-hmm. So knowledge ain't just what you eat. Mm-hmm. Knowledge is also what you eat. Physically food too. Because you, you eating that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you're going to be with it. Yeah, with bullshit. Be with it. You, know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You're going to be filled with it. So I just think that also just aligning your your intentions with your intention. So whoever you want to become, you got to make sure your intention is towards that. Right. Right? If you want to become an entrepreneur. If you're... If you're if you want to become an entrepreneur and your social media is not filled with entrepreneurs, then you giving yourself the wrong shit. Yeah. That might not just be what you want to do because it's like you got to literally eat, sleep, and breathe it. But like I said, I, but I'll, like I said, I'll, I want to say balance is key, but balance can be really, really difficult dealing with this game. Like it, it can be really hard because you got to, you're also young too. So you got to like separate that time too in. Not only your business, but also your youth. Because you ain't going to stay 25, bro. So. That comes, it's, it's like a, I don't know. Because you got some people that, you know, they wish they were a millionaire in their 20s. Then they become a millionaire in their 40s and they wish they were 20 again. Mm-hmm. So one main thing that, of course, we talk about everything um, in my business. And a lot of them are family. Like they have families, they're married and stuff like that. But me being the age that I am. Me being in that older 
environment i would say you know it's that from all different lot, people bro. and it's like of course like without me even seeing the financial literacy aspect it's just like okay i can learn a lot from them and learn to not make the mistakes they made you know i don't want to have to worry about no eviction notice going bankrupt losing my car stuff like that but seeing how they're able to maneuver as an entrepreneur even having families and having wives and everybody's all happy and stuff and like of course they have ups and downs but they teach more so work-life integration rather than work-life balance because there's no such thing as balance as an entrepreneur it's, it's just Hell not nah. so you Hell have to nah. know how to incorporate everything if you're doing something as an entrepreneur that you can't bring your kids around you shouldn't be doing it like point blank period nice. you want them That's to nice. be involved in the growth because you want them to see oh yeah this is normal you don't want them to think that corporate world and having to work your way up in the ranks that's just a, under somebody else is normal. Man, that's, you know? that's, that's a and, myth. That's a myth, too. Or work. Yeah. You work hard, you make more money. No, you work smarter, you make more money. Intelligence solves problems and also produces money. And when you don't understand that basic concept, financial literacy is, is not, you don't have to know everything in goddamn real estate. Yeah. Unless you want to be really good in that field, but it's the basic concept of get money buy more income it's very simple like when you think of stocks right you're taking your money and you're making your money have babies mm -hmm. and if you ain't knowing that then what are you doing yeah you need to learn how to make your money work for you twice three times four times so like just like if your what grandkids... we work on is indexed accounts right so you can i'm literally like uh, me coming from the forex world it's like my language is how can you use your money twice and you can leverage money from the index account put it into your investments and then you That's use those investments you buy real estate you use that real estate and you pay for your kids' college tuition. That's facts. Like, That's literally, is no reason why you should be taking out business loans, taking out bank loans. You just didn't have the proper preparation. So how do you how do you go about people um, starting? Because, no, what, no, this is going to be a really great question. I just thought of it. Someone asked me this question a while back, and I, I realized when I did a, um, the, the interview with Chris, I never really elaborated on this. But I also want to hear your personal opinion on this. What do you, how do someone become an entrepreneur? How do you become an entrepreneur? Like, because we, we, we could talk about all the aspects of it, but how do someone literally become that or transition into that? Because, of course, change is, 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 a, is a process. Mm -hmm. It's not something you could just, boom, hey, I'm an entrepreneur. You know, it don't, it don't, shit don't work like that, right? Absolutely. So are you saying once you're already in the field, you know you want to be in or just becoming? Like, just becoming, becoming that, like, if someone wants to, wanted to become one or... How would they go about? What would be their first step? What in your personal? Because I know entrepreneurship isn't really no one way street. Because that's one thing I realized too. There isn't no one when it comes to entrepreneurship. Because the first thing when someone think of entrepreneurship, think of money, right? Mm -hmm. When you think of money, there isn't no one way to make money. Just like there isn't no one way of doing something. So it's like people, certain people are in a certain fixated mindset. Whereas, okay, if I do it this way, if I do this this way, this just as much as someone else did it, then this is the route I should be going. But it's really not no, like, as Kanye said, it, there's there's no one way of doing something. It's like if you call the GPS to this crib, you miss a turn, it's going to give you another direction to give you that same result. Mm -hmm. So my question to you is, because I, I kind of like went all, I kind of <laughs> slid off just a little bit, I realized that. But my question to you is, how do someone go about starting their journey? Taking a risk. <sighs> That's the simplest way to put it, because... Of course, it's going to differentiate based on what industry you want to jump into, but you're going to have to, like, 
risk takers are history makers because if nobody that's, did it, ooh, that's I, oh, I like <laughs> that. I like that. Risk takers are history makers. Yeah, just like I mean, so we we call it note takers are history makers too. But it's like that's what you should constantly be doing because you have to learn from somebody who did that same, who took that same risk. You know, if mm. nobody else did, then shoot, like where you find somebody else like an Elon Musk? Getting the whole spaceship and going to space. <laughs> nobody. But they, but they nobody. Just, you know, they going to praise this dude like he's the god on earth because he just took risk, and literally. That, and, that's, and that's the thing that differentiates entrepreneurs from uh, average people. And, and let me give you a disclaimer. There's nothing wrong with being average. To what y'all your success isn't just a one-way thing. What success to you is only for you. You can't let someone else define your success. I think that's one thing too. Just because someone that have all these materialistic things, that could be their version of success, but that exactly. may not be yours. Exactly. Or if, just say, someone getting a college degree or they make a lot of money, that could be their different definition yeah. of success, but that may not be yours. Yeah, especially in the just in the entrepreneurship period, like just to elaborate on what you say, like somebody that you're working with, their vision could be to make a million dollars or to be financially free. Some people might just want to be financially comfortable. Yeah, they just want to be comfortable. Like honey K, I'm good. Like yeah, I'm good when I'm at a hundred K. But also, that's why you know self knowledge is so 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 important because I feel like when people go to school, they force they're forcing people to learn things about other things, but not about themselves. Mm -hmm. They rather have Mm -hmm. someone not to bash anyone that they they will they will literally rather have someone study a child at six or seven years of age studying their sex. Before studying this knowledge of self. Yeah. Right? And I think knowledge of self comes before anything else because when you have knowledge of self, you won't fold when things are stacked against you. Things exactly. won't change who you are because you know who you are. Circumstances, people, situations won't change that mindset. So, like, when you have that knowledge of self, nothing can change you. Mm-hmm. Unless, unless there's someone that sees the same vision as you see. That's going the same direction as y'all going. And that could also provide, you provide value to their purpose and they provide value to yours. Yeah. And honestly, entrepreneurship is nothing but the process of duplication. And seeing what, duplication. That's yeah, the first time seeing, I heard that. seeing what other people have done, just making it into yourself. But we could be saying all of this. We could have just wasted an entire hour of these people's time. But if they don't have the courage to actually step forward and do it, have the speed of implementation, actually taking in what they actually just heard. Right. And applying it to their own life, they're just going to be going back the same thing, saying, oh, entrepreneurship like doesn't shit. work. Oh, it don't work. <laughs> None of this oh, works. Oh, it's food. <laughs> or, and, and, ooh, when, we talk, when we talk about that, you got to talk about systems. Because mm-hmm. people can also go on entrepreneurship and have no entrepreneurship and have no system, no foundation. Your foundation, like literally, when you start a business, three things you got to realize in your business, or two things. Third thing might just come out of nowhere because I'm man freestyle. Mm-hmm. So one of the biggest things, as we said earlier, who is your audience? No, what is your product? Who is your audience? And how does your product provide value? Right. Boom. You get that? Then now you got to have systems. What is your routine regimen? What is your routines that you do on a regular basis that provide aid to your business? What are, what are some key foundations or some key components in your business that allow your business to run? Because mm-hmm. before you get people in your business, you also got to... The people who you hire to be in your business operates off your foundation that you already created. Exactly. So if you say, I need an engineer, I need an a, 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 a audio mixer, I need a, 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 a videographer, those are systems. Mm-hmm. 
So you buy by those systems, guess what you're doing? You're hiring a videographer, you're hiring an audio mixer, and you hire someone who does video. I forgot what the third thing I said. But, <laughs> but you get you get what I'm saying. You literally start the foundation of your business. Yeah. And literally foundation of you is understanding who you are and understanding what you're meant to do and understand that you do have a God-given gift and you also have intellectual property. As I spoke about intellectual property, intellectual property is someone is willing to pay for a skill that you already know how to do. Absolutely. So I feel like, think of it as real estate property, right? I, I, I literally just made a post about it. I'm going to repurpose my post. And I want y'all to go like this. No, I ain't got like it. But I was saying that think of your mind as a real estate property. It, it'll go up in value as long as you keep renovating it. Or depending on the property. Where is that, right? So think of your mind as the same, same case. As long as you keep renovating your mind, the intellectual property increases. That's facts. So you keep giving yourself more ways of learning or you keep learning more. Guess what that does? Your mental stability, that in intellectual property that you have increases tenfold because now you know so much people are now willing to pay for what you've been teaching yourself or what you've been programming yourself to learn for how many years you've been learning. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say learning never truly stops because there's a lot of people that literally go out of school thinking learning stops. Yeah, It don't stop. Literally, Robbie Kiyosaki said in the book, Rich Dad Poor Dad, mm-hmm. he was speaking that life will literally give you the same lesson until it's learned. Yeah. <laughs> literally give you, keep giving you the same shit until you learn what you're doing wrong. And if you're not learning, then you're not growing. If you're not growing, then you're not learning. So you become very stagnant if you're not understanding what's being transpired in the situation that you've been putting yourself in. That's and 99.9% of the time, situations that you've been placed in is on you. Accountability is a real thing. If you're not taking accountability, no one else is going to take accountability. And it's still going to be on you because you got to take accountability for your own accountability. <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? That's so right. like you're thinking like, and it's good. That's why I say it's also good with when you come when you talk about surroundings, right? It's also good to hang around homies or your girlfriends or your buddies or or whoever your association help you to be more accountable. Because mm-hmm. if you're not hanging around accountable people, they're gonna keep dragging you right down with them. Exactly. And sometimes friends, I love you know I love people when they have friends. I love friends. I got friends. I love my friends. Right? But sometimes your friends. <laughs> Don't play a factor in your purpose because you're hanging around the wrong association. Yeah, that's like one of the hugest things, right? And sometimes it takes yourself to distance yourself from them to realize that. And a lot of times, oh my God, people don't like loneliness. People don't like being by themselves and trying to study themselves. They feel like it's too hard. It's damn damn sure too hard for you being around them same motherfuckers that ain't learning. Yeah, it's just as hard. It's power in isolation. Right, and so people are like, I can't be in isolation. Well, I'm sorry, buddy. Like, when you do entrepreneurship, you got to be isolated for a while. Yeah, you got to yeah. stop them damn clubs. You got to stop going out. You got to stop eating X, Y, Z. You know, it's a lot of habits you got to stop. It's a lot of habits we've been pre-programmed. It's not just from society, not just from the government, but we also been pre-programmed from who we've been around, like our family members. Like, mindsets are programming, bro. Like, you hang around people that had a poor mindset, you could because you've been around that for so long. So it's mm-hmm. like you got to understand to go against the grain, and going against the grain can be an uncomfortable thing. It, it can it's be so be uncomfortable. uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. Like, who wants to defy their parents? Because you feel like your parents is in the, in the, in the best of your interest. 
we feel like we don't want to defy certain people because we feel like those people are in the best of our interest. Man, that's just uh, honestly, truly. I mean, not the. <laughs> That was just like a brush off, but it costs to go to be uncomfortable. Of course, being an entrepreneur, you have to be uncomfortable. And when people say that they want to focus on what their parents tell them because they have their best interest at heart, you think your parents are going to be like, "Oh, it's perfectly fine for the people who dropped out of school and perfectly ended up making a million dollars." It's right, perfectly exactly. fine to be a slave for a business for forty years and have no results. You work, you down to work until your hands bleed, until you're out of energy, until everything, and then have no results because guess what? Robert Kiyosaki said it the best. You're not minding your own business. Mm-hmm. Minding your own business is having a business outside of what you're working for. Exactly. So, like, you can be an accountant. I ask you, what is your business? Oh, I'm an accountant. <laughs> oh, you're an accountant. <laughs> for who? Oh, no, for who? <laughs> oh, oh, Bank of America or goddamn Navy Federal Credit Union. No, that's your profession. Yeah, do you have equity? Do you have... Mm, Oh, what uh, what else you what doing? What is equity? Uh, what, what, do you even know what that is? <laughs> like, you're like, uh... <laughs> no, now they go brain fart. Now they act like they got damn dumb because uh, they're... F- oh, shit. Now my brain is just like... Ran- now now, this, now the juices is really kicking in because I just thought of some shit. Now, because you had said something about risk-taking, right? I want to I wanna retract that back okay. real quick. When we're talking about risk-taking, we need to evaluate there is a such thing as calculated risk. Mm. You gotta have a calculator. You don't just take risks. That's like me being on a plane. I got a book bag on my back. When I'm taking a risk, I'm jumping out. I don't know if that shit got parachute or got right. puzzles and books in it. <laughs> I could be jumping out that joint. Like, ah, and I'm right. going down. I'm moving that joint. I'm a whole bunch of pencils and shit. Pencils, books, calculators, rulers, shit I don't need. It's, it's flying in the air while I'm going splat. <laughs> and But then there's a difference of, all right, you got your book bag on your back. You check it. Okay. Okay, I got a bag here. You see, now you're taking somewhat of a risk. Now, after you jump out that plane, and the thing about a journey is, it's nothing pre-planned. You got a plan as you go. Exactly. So people, and, it's, and then that's another thing a lot of entrepreneurs get pressure under it because they feel like they got to have the whole plan mapped out. They got to have no plan. If you know from plan A to plan Z, then your vision isn't big enough. So something that I've read um, in Atomic Habits. Five book too. I should have yeah. bought that hit. Yeah, I think I got it in my bag. I need. I'm going to stay down. I got, but, two, I got two or three books, but sadly, my webcam is sitting on them. Oh, man. Well, so Atomic Habits, right? It basically just talks about small habits compounding up to the greater thing. So just like he said, going from, you can't, you can't even go to A to Z. You, I mean, A to C. You got to start A, and you got to know what your Z is, but what's B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, O, N, O, P, right? You have to figure out every single middle portion. And one of my favorite things that, I was taught when I was trading in the foreign exchange market was risk management because you can have a a long-term goal, you know, like your long-term goal is, oh, I'm going to make 10,000 this month. Okay. So what's your lot size? And then what are you going to actually plan to make every single week? Because you have to choose that lot size. You have to decide how much you're willing to lose because in a variable account, you go up and down. Once you figure out how much you're able to lose, you need to stop right there. Figure out your stop loss. If you let it, if you like, oh, I, I made my goal for the day, but I want to make one more trade because I want to be greedy. No, greedy. Because no, I want to be greedy. Greed kills success, you need, to, you need to double back. <laughs> figure out your risk management. Do not over leverage. It's so many different things that takes, like, you don't understand that in that simple, those simple little three actions, how that relates to the every single else that you do in the world. That's right. Every single That's thing right. that you do wherever you go outside. 
because you 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 can't get greedy and over leverage. You can't keep shit. taking risk when you know you already reached your goal. Greed is just desire, over desire. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and it completely you know. dissipates the purpose of yeah. what you're doing it for in the first place. You know, it's so crazy saying that, too, because I, I was thinking about something that I read. Uh, not read. I listened to the Robert Kiyosaki Rich Dad podcast, and he was stating it was somebody he was featuring on there. He was talking about Henry Kissinger, right? And uh, Henry, Henry Kissinger said this, and, I, and that hit, it hit home run for me. I was like, damn, that makes a lot of sense. He said... This is what he said. He said, if you control if you control the food, you control the people. If you control the energy, you control the continent. If you control the money, you control the world. And I was like, whoa, that was, I said, that's a, oh, man, what? You control <laughs> the money, you control the world. And that's facts because money make the world go around. Mm-hmm. People will literally do anything for the smallest dollar, mm-hmm. right? And now we're going to go back to what you were saying about risk management. But t- t- take that as a bar, too. Cause I, I'm sorry. Sometimes I be, I be listening to so much shit so often. It's just be like, oh, damn. I remember I heard this. Now I got it. You know what I'm saying? Or yes, oh, I went through this. And I got it. You know what I'm saying? So when we go back to talking about risk management, what 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 is called a risk, right? A risk is a lack of information of knowing the outcome. Mm-hmm. What is calculated risk? Calculated risk is knowing that there is a risk, but having a, di- a, 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 a plan of knowing where you may land. So... When we're talking about risk, right, there were literally people that said, okay, I don't want to invest in real estate or maybe be some people like, oh, I don't want to go in PHP. You know what I'm saying? Why they would say that? Because they have lack of information about that. That's why they don't want to do it. So the more you educate yourself, the more is of a less of a risk and more of a calculated risk. Knowledge is what limits risk. Mm -hmm. Without knowledge, there will always be risk. But to anything you're doing. Without experience, knowledge is nothing, too. That's true, too. Without, yeah, nah, nah, that's true, too. Nah, that's, nah, that's true, too. So, you know, I sometimes I, I find myself, you know, reading a book, and I find myself being in certain situations where I was like, damn, I really read this book, but what knowledge is I'm applying in, in, this, in this particular, you know what I'm saying, this situation? And sometimes you might read something that might not apply to you now, but later on down the line, you might end up running into that situation. And sometimes mm-hmm. some of the knowledge can't even be applied right now because you haven't even gone through enough to go through that experience. So naturally, your brain going to dump stuff that you aren't really utilizing. So I could literally sit here and read all the stuff from Rich Dad Poor Dad, but my experience, I might not even experience that till what, six months from now, years from now. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm a naturally dump information. That's why it's always better to re-educate yourself because you never know when you really will go through that experience and you have to happen to apply that what you read and put it into application yeah, man. and that could be the most difficult thing because you never know when you'll go through that experience yeah and that's why reading is so essential because reading allows you to go through that experience so i you couldn't take a jump without knowing how to jump mm-hmm. you can't ride a bike without knowing how to right ride. right you can't so, run before you know how to walk you can't right. walk before you know how to crawl and people be trying to speed the boat mm-hmm. when it comes to this process mm-hmm. So what you what do you think is one of the biggest hindrances in people elevating their mindset? Elevating their mindset. I mean, it would I would say one thing that it was for me was the fear of the unknown. I remember that. Yeah, but I think we get so caught in fear, you know, like one main thing is that you can either feed your faith or you can feed your fear. Whichever one you feed the most is going to win. So if you you always moving in fear, it's like you could be literally presented something that you've been praying for. 
and God shows it to you, but it's not what you thought it would be. So you're like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that, you know? But <laughs> you didn't even know that's what you literally uh, been asking for. Yeah, you know, and it's like fear, all fear is false evidence appearing real. Yeah. Your mind will literally think of fear that haven't even you haven't even experienced it yet. You don't even know that's even a real thing. It's just an imagination. And I think the difference between us and animals is that we have the ability to conjure up and create a future that we haven't even lived yet. Yeah. And that's, that's, oh, man. That's you. Because it's like, man, like, because somebody like me, right, I feel like I think of the best case scenario and I think of the worst case scenario. I think of all cases scenarios. And I'm going to whittle out which ones I feel make the most sense. So when you have that type of, mm, that's a good one. I want to say leverage of your mind, it kind of, it, it, it forces you to go faith over fear. Because mm. if you think of everything that can consistently go wrong, then you're never mm. going to think of what can go right. Mm. And your thoughts do become things. So the most thing you think of what's wrong is going to go wrong. And as soon as you speak it, it becomes fruition. I, everything is vibration. Mm-hmm. Voices are vibration. Everything is a form of energy. What you think, what you say what you feel and sometimes feeling plays a factor of what emotion is right so what emotion is is energy and motion and energy and motion is something that you felt it's kind of like delayed right if you felt anxiety or fear if something that happened previously before that made that emotion happen yeah now you're just feeling the effects of it yeah and it's gonna con- like you're gonna consistently build up a trauma because you haven't overcome that fear yet right so it's... like for example in my business if you scared to pick up the phone it's because somebody told you no before or you know it's somebody like fear failure. yeah like somebody yelled at you over the phone or something it's like yeah, you don't want to experience that again yeah, 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 you yeah, gotta I'm get you gotta yeah, overcome yeah. that though like especially being an entrepreneur like you can have a podcast you can submit it only get five views you, you gonna got, stop? Shit. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. Just to be very, very transparent. Like, when I when I first started doing, like, some shit on this podcast, man, when I really started having that episode, I ain't gonna lie. My shit was booming. I, well, I was getting, like, 300, 400 downloads, 600 downloads. I said, oh, this thing hitting. But then, you know, every over the course of time, you know, it, it dies down. And your true level of character and authenticity is how you handle the problems and the situations that you most feared. Mm-hmm. So, when you hit those rough spots... Your, your, that's when your true character shows. If that's if you really want that, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, just like, shit, you go to play basketball, you get your ass dunked on. You scared to get dunked on. You what you gonna do? Stop hooping? Right. If you could dunk on his ass back, you just dunk on his ass back. But you know you, what you going? What you gonna be scared of? Hoop? You just gonna get out the game? Mm-hmm. It's, Ooh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, I see. I don't smart no idea. Huh? <laughs> oh yeah. So oh, it's not even, it's not even an idea, but it's something that um. So at one of our conferences. Patrick but David actually interviewed Kobe. The interview he was like, if Shaq would have won ten champion, I mean, if he would have worked any harder, he won won ten championships, right? Yeah, yeah. So he nah, asked that, him. That's not. That's a fact, though. Yeah. Shaq big ass. Those size eighteen shoes, bro. That shit probably this. It was twenty three. Bigger than my goddamn head. Shit, my shit probably, probably my goddamn forearm. Yeah. <laughs> Big ass goddamn feet. Yeah, for but, real. Hey, like, but hey, that's why he's one of the greatest centers of all time. For sure. So. Oh wait! Oh wait! You oh. No 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 no! It's cool. We just literally yeah, at our conference said, in Vegas. Like, Shaq came and like was trying to squash the beef with with Patrick because of that interview that went out there with with Kobe. I told you that. I thought I told you that. Oh no! Yeah. I ain't know about that. Well, yeah. So that. so Shaq was there, right? And it just reminds me like, what we was talking about. What? I just want to know what 
What did Patrick Bet Davis say about that? You know what I'm saying? It, 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 it don't give me always a lot of sentences, yeah. you know. You got, you, got, you know, you got Bill Gates. I mean, I said Bill Gates. I'm tripping. Bill Russell. You know, you got uh, Wilt Chamberlain. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got all these, you know. So, you know, I, I am a little bit curious what he said. Well, what made, what made Shaq bring that up, like, then right then and there? Bring which part up? Like, about, like, squashing people. Oh, because, I mean, so, literally, that interview took place with Patrick when Kobe was still alive. That was literally his last interview before he passed away. And Rest in peace to Kobe, too. Right. Rest like, Kobe and for that tragic accident. So, what the, the beef was, was because the interview went viral. And he gets to DM and Patrick this long paragraph. He's like, man, I don't know what you got going on with that little company. Da, da, da. Like, it was, it was so extra, right? But, you know, he, he come and he finally asked him the million-dollar question, like, what was your opinion on what Kobe said? And he was like, I mean, if I would have worked any harder, I would have still been Shaq. You know, like, just, just being him. So yes, it wasn't yes, really... Yes. It was, you know, it was. It was nah, just what nah, it cause I ain't gonna lie, your look, your look was like, like as if you had like another option. But see, this, no, this is I not mean, a sports. Uh, this is not a sports podcast. I was about to say Steph Curry got me all day, you know, and that's actually that's LeBron. I know not it's a not center, a center, but, but LeBron was like Steph Curry was his favorite player of all time too. So it was like, Steph Curry you know, a dog. I ain't gonna that, lie, that's like, it. That, that he nigga, that nigga, that nigga, he a champion right now. Only he can talk. So yeah, for sure. The rest of them was questionable, but. Regardless, we're not, we not here for that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, basically what, what happened in that interview with Kobe and Patrick. Mm-hmm. Patrick asked Kobe, you know, how was he able to recover from shoot, missing like 13 threes in that one game? You know how many people would have lost confidence missing that many shots? He said, you, like, he literally would have, like, his career would have been over. And what Kobe said is that it wasn't even the, like, he saw it happening. It was just that he internalized it, and he was like, F y'all. Like, I don't care. Like, that literally just happened because he's coming from a season where he was only paying, like, I don't want to get the numbers mixed up. But he came from the co- I mean, the high school season, and then he had to transfer it into the NBA season. Mm, yeah, so it's like you looking at my chapter one, comparing it to somebody's chapter 23. Literally. Shit. So it's like, I can miss all these threes. I know I'm going to come back and be right. 10 times stronger. And it's, that's what we need to look at it in entrepreneurship. Like, you just got to keep going because those failures are going to jumpstart you into going what you really need right. to get done. Fail, fail yourself fail yourself to success. Yeah. You like Fail forward. Yeah, fail forward. I mean, some people fail backwards, and they only fail backwards due to mindset. Yeah. They fall, they fail backwards, and they be like, uh, why I did I fail? I can't do this no more. You know, you know, I don't you got gotta, no confidence no more. <laughs> It really, be, it really be like that though it really be like that though it's like and then two is just like learning how to be able to pivot know what's not working that's like one of the key things like you could literally work hard but you could work wrong yeah yeah you could literally be the hardest worker in there but if if, if your hard work is not efficient and not effective then you're working ass backwards yeah you know that's like a really really huge thing so a lot of people like i could literally sit here work hard as hell on my podcast but if i'm not searching up different ways of how to better myself yeah Yeah. market market better myself all sorts of things that come with podcasting then i'm not elevating it's it's, it takes more than just putting out content it also takes digesting and knowing what you're doing wrong in your Mm -hmm. content too knowing what you can improve on so it's like you also need to have people that can also tell you what you need to improve on it's it's also good to learn how to be able to take criticism too don't and take all it. criticism because all criticism is not good criticism. Because like, because certain people they just hate. You know what I'm saying? It's like certain people they'll literally will criticize you on something that that they not doing themselves, and they want to nitpick off of something that you capitalizing on just to have you go back backwards to where they're at. That part. 
But that's that that comes into the associations too because so a main thing of course like in my business we have award shows we have a lot of people that get recognized and personally mm. the age that I am I was able to accomplish a lot that older folks weren't able to do right and that's not in the way to boast or brag because even as I'm going through it you know I was just always tell people I put my head down and let God move through me I didn't that's even right. know I accomplished what I did that's until right. they were like oh my God Ricardo you better accept what you did you know and I'm just like how the heck do I move because these people are forcing me to have an ego they're forcing me to think higher of myself and when I was talking to Chris about it he was like look it's only a select few people that you should actually listen to giving you accolades not because or we advice. know more but accolades we're the advice. people who've actually experienced that you know so we can Facts. tell you what is going to keep you set up mentally so that you don't when you when you hit that rough patch you're not like oh my gosh it's the end of the world because i'm not doing great anymore it's learning how to take constructive criticism from the right people that's that's a fact yeah 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 that's huge actually that's really huge in it also, be aware of who you're getting advice from, too. Because yeah. don't get advice from someone that's not doing what you're doing. Don't get advice from someone who's not taking the risk that you're taking. Exactly. Don't take advice from someone that's not making the choices that you're making. Because your choices ain't befitting for everyone. Exactly. Everyone's not designed to make your choices that you need to make for yourself to put yourself in the right position. Because no one else is responsible for you to be in that right position, right? So... <laughs> Man, I don't make. Hey, hey. I'm going to make that piece of content right there. That We're going to make that bitch in a rail. Yeah, That's going to be a rail right there. But all in all, it's, it's, it's all in the fact of learning to be able to take criticism, take the right criticism, because there is a such thing as right and wrong criticism. Take the right criticism from the right people and dislocate yourself from the wrong criticism from the wrong people. Yeah. All right? And sometimes. There can be people that can literally give you good advice, but don't take it from their looks. The reason I, so let me elaborate on that a little bit, right? So a homeless man can tell you how to make millions, but just take the advice and leave leave the person, the physical appearance. Mm -hmm. So take what, what you can use and leave the rest of it to them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? No, it does. Because I was thinking about that because you don't want to just target the people who have the results that you want because it's not like... Even if you're just getting started in the industry, you can't learn something from somebody else. You know? Yeah, unless they wanted to mentor you or something. You know what I'm yeah, but you always got to consistently be a student. So it's not, it's not like, I know it's kind of like we going back and forth because you want to take constructive criticism from people who have the results that you want, but it's not that you cannot continuously be a student and learn from people who may be below you or younger yeah. than you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know? for sure. Because yeah. everybody has a piece of wisdom to give. It's just internalize it if it doesn't make sense you just blurp it back out like a whip yeah let know? that shit go through one into <laughs> another there's a lot of people that do that shit even when they take advice yeah so for the people who don't like to take advice and go through one into out another you go only this just only only do that when it's someone who who is who's who does not it's not in it for your best interest yeah. and sometimes too you got to understand too Sometimes it's also the fear of having money or being successful also what stops people from becoming successful. And I also think that's a different, that's a different type of faith. It's all in your philosophy, I would say. Like, read, look, y'all, read The Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. Because what you, just, what you just said right there explains the entire book. And they differentiate between a rich mindset and a poor mindset. Because we can grow up and our parents are like, oh, you know, like, if you're like, oh, can we go to McDonald's? You got McDonald's money? What you mean? What like, it's $5. Oh, like, like, $5, mom? 
a I happy you, meal. I just want that happy meal with that little. Uh, I remember back in the day, you the used toy. to have like like little toys, but it used to be the Cartoon Network, the little Disney toys. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying. I remember they had the cars when they had cars come out. Oh yeah, that joint. They had yeah. a little joint. You pull it back. Transformers. This joint was like that. Don't get me started. Don't on don't look. Lastly, don't get me started with the Incredibles. <sighs> the Incredibles. They had like the little dash. And toy. they had you could pull the 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 leg out with the flexible. Yeah, thing. I that, that's Miss uh Miss uh Elastigirl. Yeah, Elastigirl. Elastigirl. Yeah, yeah. yeah but all of that. Yo, talk about. Yeah, yo, talk about. I know my shit. You know what I mean? I I was a kid once before. Okay, I still got a little child tendencies, and I think. That's another thing. Too. That's what it is. It's literally because we're we're conditioned, even by our parents, to have these bad conceptions about grow money. Yeah, grow up. That one. Or oh, money's the root of all evil. Pause. Mm. Pause. Pause. Yeah. Because money's <laughs> look. Money can either be the root of all evil, or it could be the root of your fruition. You just have to know how it works. That's that's. Ooh. Drop the mic. Drop the <laughs> mic. I wish, I wish that was actual mic, but now nah, I wouldn't even do that, dude. I wouldn't even do that, dude, though, because if we dropped the mic, that's going boom. And that, that, that sound would have been loud as yeah, hell. Yeah. But nah, uh, nah, what, you, what you're saying, yeah, it's, it's also embracing that childlike mindset, too. It's nothing wrong with still, because yo, your child you is always in you, right? And I always tell people when it comes to becoming something that you want to become, always become the person that you wish that you needed when you was a kid be that person that you needed when you was a child absolutely be, be in that transition of that because that little you always laughing always smiling seeing everything that you're doing yeah right and i think of a vision as a theater you have you now and you have the you that you're supposed to be and the you that you're supposed to be is watching the theater the movie that you're obviously operating off right now like right through these lenses right now that i'm looking at right now a lot of things would be considered as first person my me it's the me that person. I'm supposed to be to become, yeah. right, is sitting in a chair in a theater watching me do everything that we're doing now and watching the journey as it goes. Yeah. And in some cases, he's also, or she, is also directing you on what you should be doing about the movie because this person that's watching this movie already knows the ending. That's dope. So, and if you make the wrong choices... Then that you that's supposed to be the who you're supposed to become gets confused. Does that make sense? It does, and it it just has me thinking about how when people say, "Oh, things keep happening to me," my life is happening to me. No, with what is life doing for you? You're consistently creating your own narrative. You're in control of your own life. So. And there's a lot of people. What? No, I said I was about to say something. I forgot. You just put me on some shit. Hey, I. Here's another thing too, you know, when we talk about changing the narrative, I'm just gonna lie, I'm just gonna slide, I'm gonna like freak across. Like when we talk about changing the narrative too, there's a lot of people that fall down under someone else's narrative of a lifestyle that doesn't even belong to them. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that literally mm-hmm. would like literally sit here and they literally follow a construct that someone else has given them because they believe that that narrative that that person given them is the best narrative for them. And I understand, I was there too. I was. I went to UDC and I went to PG and I thought school was for me. And I'm not saying school ain't for me. I just see that there's a different route into doing this. Mm-hmm. And you don't need a college degree to consider your intelligence. Yeah. Right? Intelligence is not what you know. It's what, it's what you have. All right. Put it this way. Intelligence is not by what you have. Is what the amount of intelligence. Ah, fuck. Oh, I'm getting a little tongue sick. <laughs> my brain is trying to think and trying to speak at the same time. Let me let me let me dial this back a little bit. 
I need that, bro. All right. So intelligence is not by what you have; it's by what you, how you use with what you have. How you use with what you have. To get you what you need. Okay. So it's like it's not what you know. It's like like what I was doing. I'll give you a prime example. When I first started this podcast, I didn't have this. I didn't have this. I didn't even have that webcam. Uh, I didn't have none of these lights and none of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But when I first started my podcast, I was like, all right, how can I roll with some $30 mics, some little small ass $30 mics? Boom. All right. I'm, I don't have what I need, but I'm thinking what I already, I didn't even look up no YouTube videos or nothing. I'm literally sitting there using my brain. I'm like, all right, how can I roll with this? I was like, all right, I got an iPhone. All right, bet, 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 bet. All right. What else? What else do I need? All right. Let me see if I can get a multi-directional optical. Boom. Then use a small little small phone ox. Boom. Hooked up to the phone. I was like, all right, all right. What else I need to do? What else I need to do? So it's like. I don't have what I need, but I'm trying to get something what I need to get kind of like get yeah, started. Making it work with what you yeah, got. Yeah, so my phone, that's intelligence. Mm-hmm. Working with what you have to get what you need. Exactly. Damn. That's that's the quicker way that's of saying it. That was a quicker way of saying <laughs> Working with what you I was, have. yeah. I was trying to get bigger. I'm going through a brain <laughs> fart, all right? Because this, 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 this. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's really what intelligence is. It's not how much you know. It's how much you work with what you know to get what you need. Exactly. So if you know how to operate what you have now to get what you need, then you're considered intelligence because intelligence could be many factor of many things. Mm-hmm. I could be intelligent in one area. You could be intelligent in a whole different area, but it doesn't mean you're no smarter than me. Exactly. So a lot of people like, and I, that's why I blame school in a lot of ways because people, people just hit a nerve. <laughs> So when people go to school, it's like school put people in this box of everyone learns the same. And there's different ways of learning, different Absolutely. ways of understanding. So that same child that has like ADHD or have a different way of learning, it doesn't mean that the child can't learn. It's just that the, the, the teacher's teaching methods doesn't suit the child's learning system. Mm-hmm. So when a, when a teacher can learn different ways of explaining a subject, but in different ways of learning, then you can expand on different children learning different ways and all, all still getting the same result. Yeah. I, I definitely give kudos to... So, <clears throat> I um I went to a Spanish immersion school. So, I would like for elementary school. So, I'm like fluent in Spanish a little bit, you know. But it's you like... You gotta put me on game. Because I, 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 was, I, I, was, I was studying Spanish because I have... But, you know, I got Duolingo on oh, my Duolingo. phone. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you can't... You, you won't even learn proficiently <laughs> until you, you just put yourself out there. Go to Spain or something. No, go, don't go to Spain because they have a lot of lisp. But I mean, go to, like, Mexico, Chile, something like that. Argentina, I don't know. But... Puerto Rico, that could work, too. But, you know, it's I like... I know you know Spanish. The way you just pronounce that, Puerto Rico. Like, like it's the way, it's the way you say it. I'm like, yeah, So, I primarily... So, a lot of people in PHP, they're Latino. And a lot of my team is Latino. So it was See, you kind of like, you put because I got a little accent. Like I learned, so I, I kid you not, I learned Spanish and English when I was four years old, and it would be one day English and one day Spanish. If you didn't speak Spanish on those days, you learned in Spanish math, science, social studies, even you know like how they have English but Spanish. Give me all the stuff they give you. Some stuff they don't mean. Yeah, but you could get a detention. You're like four years old, so I learned it as like my first language times two type stuff. Mm. So. Damn, that's man. If I know Spanish, boy, I'm gonna learn though. I'm gonna learn though. I want. It's, it's easy to learn. I want to learn like four languages though. It's easy to learn. I want to learn Italian, Spanish, French, and uh, and another one. Literally, all of those French are the is fruit. All of I said the fruit. All of those are the root of Spanish. The fruits. Like, you, 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 you work on the roots, and then you get the fruits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, yeah. That was, that, was a, that was a good one. That was a good one. Si puedes hacer uno, puedes hacer el otro. 
Yeah, I don't know what you said. Yeah. I think you just said. If you we can do one, said. you can do the rest. Yeah, so yeah. That's Spanish, you know. But I might have to put like some subtitles there. Like, yeah, yeah. I think that would, I think that would be funny as hell. Like, you know, like just put the little subtitles in there when you say that. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be fine. <laughs> but dang, I just I forgot where I was going. My bad, my bad. I think my bad. No, it's okay. I have brain fuzz. My bad. You give yourself a couple seconds. I go. Mm. What are we talking about? Oh shit. I'm kind of low. My mind. Nah, nah, we, nah, nah. nah. Oh, yeah. So, like, how people had different learning styles. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So, literally, how it was easy for me to learn Spanish and keep track of it all these years. There's plenty of people that I went to school with back then that still that don't know a lick of Spanish now, even though we grew up the same way. Please. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. If, if I'm trying to, if a motherfucker <laughs> don't know what Ola is, bro, get, get, just go, just go home. But it's all about the teaching style because even though we could have every single language, I mean every single subject in Spanish, I didn't fully take the grasp of it until I got to high school when one of my teachers would play a, a Spanish song every single class, and it's like, oh, I start dancing, and then they have the lyrics up, and it's just like watching a show on, yeah, not oh shit. Hey, oh, we got a little salsa. Mexican folklore, salsa, merengue. People who know personally know me. I get down. あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ
one thing that you know how i said we would see an opportunity that we're praying for and we don't even recognize it until we actually oh, got my make it back again. so right, i'm back in my I'm, I'm back in my bag go ahead how i got into php it was completely coincidence like it, it was this dude that just randomly messaged me on linkedin like i said we got to take risks so i was like why not let's try it it's like a leap of faith right but i was having this grand idea of opening a mega beauty supply store because i was working part-time at a beauty supply and mm -hmm. if you know anything so about the beauty industry it's ran by Koreans primarily, right? Not to, not to say there's anything wrong with Koreans, it's just that they don't really value you as a customer, the people who give them all the money, unless you work for them. <laughs> so I was just like, man, like, why aren't there any black-owned beauty supplies? And, you know, it's just like, you would walk in there thinking it's black-owned, but I actually asked my owner. <clears throat> I said, Stephen, you can crop out the name. Why is it that there are no black-owned beauty supplies? He said, because y'all don't have the wit. Y'all don't have what it takes to actually learn and go through the trials and tribulations, getting things to make it happen. And I took that personally because it's like if you don't have the support that you feel that you need to make something happen, you just give up. That's, you know, and that's, that's for sure facts. And it was right. like, I'm just thinking, oh, man, F you. Like, I'm going to open this mega beauty supply. Oh. I'm going to have all my entrepreneurs around the perimeter of it. And I'm just like, everybody you call them like they snipers or something. Like, you call them yeah. like, I'm going to have a look. look, look you do hair. You're a barber. You do nails. You do lashes, waxes. Hit me up because we're going to make something shake. Right? But I'm huge on community. So I'm like, we can have these giant networking events and just let people meet each other from different industries. We have people from, you know, maybe just crop all this out because I don't want nobody still in my idea before i make it happen but i'm just having this grand idea right, right with so. no money to fund it and that's when this actual opportunity jumps into my lap and it wasn't until a few months in where i noticed that of course we focus a lot on life insurance mm -hmm. but it was my sophomore year of high school i actually lost my bestie so it was my aunt my godmom to breast cancer and literally four so months after my previous aunt so her sister passed away from breast cancer she passed away from it four months later and mm -hmm. Of course, it's just like, dang, like, where do I go from here? But just kind of learning to accept it, I'm like, okay, well, I know she really, really wanted me to go to school. She wanted me to graduate. Even if I don't see the personal gain in it, I'm going to still get the piece of paper, you, you know? I'm going to make her down. happy, you know? I'm going to let her down. smile down on me, right? But I wanted to go to North Carolina A&T. If you know anything about out-of-state tuition, it can be hefty, especially if you go to NCAT, because everybody from the DMV and their grandmommies want to go to NCAT. You know, I love y'all. Aggie pride. Hey, but, I know some people that just graduated <laughs> from this. Shout out to them. But it's they know like, who they are, though, if they, if they peep it. You know what I'm saying? I don't expect everybody to but nah, NCAT, NCAT is solid. It's yeah, very sure. solid. But it's like, that was my dream school since I was a JIT. So, I ain't from Florida. I ain't from Baltimore, but I say, I say JIT. So, you know, we say CAP, and they ain't even us. That's, that's some Atlanta shit. Seriously? Yeah, cap. No cap is from like no cap is like. I knew it came from somewhere. We always steal something. But we don't, we don't, we don't say. Like, we, we, I don't know where the slang come from. Uh, Bum, no kizzy. What what's, no what the hell is no what the hell is no kizzy? I was bro? saying that for a minute. I ain't even gonna lie. But I mean, you get adjusted to it. I mean, you be around look, it. Yeah, but back, back to the, what you were saying. Back to what you were saying. So my senior year, right? That's that was actually when we jumping into COVID and everything was just like, oh my god, what are we gonna do next? And. I was like, I'm, I had my mind done set on going to A&T, but I had, you know, this whole entire, I was just like, I don't have any money to fund it, but if there's a will, there's a way. Now, That's fast right. forward, I get a phone call and this woman's like, yes, is this Ricardo Mills? Okay, you had to, you know, verify your social. And I'm like, who the heck is this? They're like, yeah, so you were a beneficiary on your aunt's policy. And I'm like, what the heck is a beneficiary? Who is this on my phone? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm getting all defensive. and the person that, you know, that gets the, um, the money out of the person. Exactly, yeah. but I ain't know that. that. You know, I learned that from y'all, though. 
Hello. You know, I did learn that from y'all though, because I literally got like cards that I literally was writing the definitions on at the time. Good. And I was on it hard. And see, I was, I was, what? I was 18. I didn't know what a beneficiary was. So fast forward, they're like, just open the door in two days. And I was like, okay. So this person came to my house and I checked my bank account two days later and literally $36,000 hits my account. Yeah. And Dang. when I tell you that's literally one year, one year of out-of-state tuition for A&T. If it weren't for my literally someone sitting down and educating her on what life insurance was and then making me a beneficiary on it, I wouldn't have been at my dream school. And that entire that entire thing lasted me for a full year. But because of COVID, I decided not to go. Lasted me for two years. As soon as that two years starts going away, the money starts trickling down. I get introduced to PHP, mm. which is now mm. taking care of my tuition. And I have the knowledge to fast start every single person that I come in contact with so that they don't have to worry about the same thing. My kids are going to be set. Cause set. Set. Yeah, set. You know what I'm saying? That's all, <laughs> it's, that's all it's really about. So even even going to like more in-depth purposes, yo, like when you do this type of game, you gotta, it has to be something done. It, this game is not just about you. It has to be done things that's coming behind you. That's family members, that's kids, that's whatever the case may be, because I feel like if a person just did it just for them, they ain't going to go so far because they're only going to do things that they feel like doing because it's for them. Man. You know what I'm saying? And and that's, I've been ahead. I've been in that scenario. I've been in that scenario where I said, all right, I need to do this, but I was only thinking about me. I'm not thinking about what the, re what the, the cost, what the benefits of me doing what I should be doing out of this, this choice. And when we think about choices, choices is a, it's, it's simple, but it's not easy. You can make choices every day and every choice matters. But when you move with intention, every choice does matter. Yeah. Every single choice. If you get up 6 a.m. or and then this and this is another thing, too. I This is personally me. I, I, I Everyone is different. But I feel like as long as someone invests time within themselves, they can always make it to the finish line, regardless of whether or not they get up an earlier time. Not, I'm not to saying wake up late as hell, 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is whatever time you do have, and if you utilize that time, it compounds interest. Mm -hmm. It compounds. And that's just like having your own business, you know, because people would say entrepreneurship is oversaturated. It's really not. Because if you think about it, there's always somebody who will actually come around and completely revolutionize a business, the way a business is done. Yeah, about that. And that yeah, just like life that. insurance, like I just said something about a death testimony. Like, why do you have to have someone to pass away in order to get the benefits? Because Robert Kiyosaki said it the best. And that's it's not even reality anymore. Because especially with, I mean, not to sell us like that, but with PHP, you have living benefits. You can leverage money while you're still alive. That's so right. it's like somebody That's literally right. made that decision to say this isn't right. Why can we only reap the benefits after a bad thing? Because death is a business now. People got to realize that. It used to be. I mean, so you educate you remember? You educate, educate yourself, yourself, right? But it's it's still technically a business. But however, you right though. It's it's a balance of both. It's a balance of both. It's education, but also it is in the factor of it is kind of still a business because you're taxed when you live, Absolutely. you tax when you save, you tax when you spend, and you tax when you die. Actually, I mean, look, we can make this an entire presentation or not, <laughs> but there are tax codes out there. Where you, if you, Would you yeah, rather get tax. taxed now, tax later, or tax never? I'd rather get taxed later or tax never. With you life look. insurance, you can get taxed never because it's life insurance. 
Look, like if you think no, about that's it, that's how Donald Trump did this shit because he he put that shit. They like trust. he don't pay no taxes. How he the hell do you think he, he don't he pay put no his taxes? Life insurance policy under a trust. Well, Disney was funded by life insurance. Literally, Snapchat, Chick Fil A, McDonald's, all of that stuff borrowed from a life insurance policy. Tax never. But anyway, we not we not here to talk about that. But if you think that about it, that is informational it, though. That is that is that is a that is. So if you think about it, you're, it's mandatory for you to have insurance on your car. Mandatory for you, mandatory for you to have insurance on your health, on um, what else, on your freaking house, like anything. But it's not mandatory for you to have insurance on your life. So it's, it's you. You need to decide: is death the business, or are you the business? Mm, that's a good perspective. You know, it's crazy that you said it because, like, when I first got a PHP, I think I was under contested. You know, I still, I still travel. I haven't traveled that way in a while. But, you know, I put my, I gave myself a life insurance policy, had no idea, but I knew a life insurance was important. I was like, look, let me go ahead and just get this life insurance policy at my age. I was like, bro, I'm only 24, bro. I was like, let me go ahead and just get this life insurance policy. Because, you know, we all living off of borrowed time. So it was like, you never really know when your time is up. And then, like I said, I always believe that, you know, we all have the same time, but how we manage the time is what really matters. We all have a due date, just like a, everything expires at some point. Yeah. Right? So that's why I believe that the most underrated blessing is, being able to leave leave out your crib and come back home in one piece because it's not too many people that sometimes that might be your last time seeing your people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, Will Smith said it the best in one of his podcasts with Jay Shetty. He was like, every time before his dad passed away, every time he left his dad, he always gave him a sincere goodbye because he didn't know whether that was going to be his last time. So he wanted to make sure when he he left him, he wanted to make sure everything was sincere, was genuine, it was authentic, and it was love placed yeah. it. And nobody wanted I mean, honestly, truly, like nobody wanted to sit up here and talk about death all day. That that was my main thing. You know, nah, like yeah. the the main thing is yeah. like we young, yeah, you go out clubbing, we we might buy some bottles, people be smoking, we doing hookah. When you do it too much, that's a problem though. Yeah, but it's like you if you young, you wanna live. Yeah, okay, of course. But that's why I said balance. Do you think insurance is gonna cost the same when you sixty or when you thirty? You think you healthier when you're sixty or you thirty? Yeah, when you're 30. Exactly. So, you're gonna, you're so you think it's going to be the same price? You done already is, got the hookah and all of that set up in your system. But Everything is a risk. As you said about the hookah and stuff like that, it's also what you give to your system too. Because you well, can have yeah. someone 60 healthy as hell, but because he, the last past 30 or 40 years of their life, they gave themselves the right things they need to put in yeah, their body. Yeah, but like, that's the case by I case promote CMOS. CMOS for sure. You know what I'm saying? I eat vegan meals. Look, put y'all on game. Nah, I ain't even going to say that because they ain't going to give me no money for that. Ain't gonna even no money. It was a store. It was a store. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, it was a food store. I'm gonna put your name out. The okay. It, right. It's literally like right now. I'm trying to tell you, you gonna fuck with it. It's hard. So, yeah, I, I promote like anything vegan based too, cause I don't eat vegan all the time. But vegan vegan foods are very good. Now, j- oh, there's another thing too. Just because you eat something healthy does not mean it's healthy, cause there are some stuff like plant burger, nope. vegan foods. Uh, the PLNT. Yes. Ooh. You ain't never heard about that? I heard of them, but I didn't know they wasn't healthy. I don't eat dirt. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a lot healthier than eating goddamn burger. Because, I, like I said, I believe in energy. So, this ain't a health podcast. Well, it is a health podcast. Well, it's a, it's a podcast about everything that's needed. That's needed. But, I, like I said, I believe in a whole lot of energy. Energy mm-hmm. is, is, is created and never destroyed. It's never created and never destroyed. It flows everywhere, right? Emotions is energy. Mm-hmm. And when you eat these animals that die, that anxiety, that depression, that stress, and everything is left within that animal after it dies. Everybody all tired and fatigued. Right. You see, you got the itis because the reason why you have the itis is because your body is distorting more energy than it needs to to digest the food that isn't meant for your body. So, 
when you eat these animals are getting slaughtered and shit, and they have an anxiety depression, and you realize why you got the same thing, it's because you're digesting the energy that was left within that animal after you ate it. Man. Now, I'm not saying don't eat meat. I'm not saying go completely vegan. But have a balanced supplement of what you give your body because you definitely are what you eat. Yeah. And just like everything you consume mentally, what you consume spiritually, even your associations. But it's like people going to do them at the end of the day, you know. That's a fact. And regardless of any way you look at it, what would you prefer later on? Like people don't look more towards the long term they look at what's gonna they want they satisfy want them now instant gratification yeah. like we talked about earlier they want something now they it's like they don't promote you don't go to the gym and, and uh, stand next to a nigga that work out and you get muscles <laughs> yeah that shit don't work like <laughs> you gotta yeah. put in work you know what i'm saying yeah, it, I takes, love the gym for that. It, it takes self-discipline to really do what you need to do it takes it takes a, a desire of purpose it takes a desire of a higher purpose and we talked about it before. Like I always, always, I always, I always, I always, I always, I say this. I know we've been, we almost about to run on two hour podcast. Like, yeah, <laughs> but it's fire though because yeah, it's, it's like a lot of values, a lot of stuff we uh, went across. But I always say, you know, always abide by your higher self. Always abide by your higher power, the higher consciousness, the universe, whatever you want to call it. Because everyone, I personally, me, I always say this. You may say Jesus, Allah. Whatever your beliefs are, it all is under the same bridge. Mm -hmm. Stop separate. This is why Christians and Muslims don't get along because they choose not to understand one another's perspective. Mm -hmm. This is this is how I made an Instagram post about this. Is right or wrong perspective? Nothing can be simplified as right or wrong. Only is why something is simplified as right or wrong because of judgment. Mm -hmm. When the judgment evolved, then you signify something as right or wrong. Yeah. But the reason why something is wrong to someone is because they don't understand the perspective that the person is coming from. Just like a Christian would tell a Muslim, you're wrong for doing this, but you're not understanding their perspective because you have the lack of knowledge of what they're worshiping. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, regardless, because of course we can jump this into religion versus being spiritual or anything that they like to call it. But I mean, like, I don't judge a single soul. Like, yeah, regardless no, yeah, of what sure. you do, like, if you, in for high sure. school, people be like, oh, she a hoe. You know, not talking about nobody in specific, but, nah, you know, if, if they're no like, one, you know, no, I'm no, just no, like, no, if they no, want no, to no. do that, go ahead. That's you know? that actually life, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, make I, your own mistakes and stuff, you know? If it don't affect me in any type of way, of course. That's God's business. Yeah, yeah for sure. That is not nobody else's business. Sure. That's God's business. And I think sometimes, too, people want sympathy, too. Like, I can empathize with somebody, but I won't sympathize with somebody. So, what I mean is, like, I could feel where you're coming from. Like, I could feel where the spot and place that you've been at, like. I can, empathy is like a feeling that anyone can feel from anyone. You don't have to necessarily go through experience. You literally will feel that energy coming from that person. Yeah. And you can resonate with them. That's why I say, I also made an Instagram post about this. Empathy is a form of art. This is how people connect. Mm -hmm. And if you're not connected with that empath empathetic side of yourself, especially especially guys, the most masculine men is the one, we ain't about to go too deep into this, but the most masculine men is the one that, that also knows they have masculine and feminine qualities. Right. So yeah. we we well we ain't gonna talk no, about that. No, that makes sense because people people love to think that there's just some perfect specimen that God created. Like, yeah, he might have spent some extra time dibbling some salt, but he ain't he ain't make you no different than the next person. We built with emotions. It's like you yeah, can't take you emotions like we it. use emotions in markets. Yeah. Well he, well you're not supposed to use emotions in markets, that's how I make you make you lose more money. Because I do know when I used well, to Well what did they teach us? Ethos and pe pass and logos, pathos. 
All of that. Because <laughs> hey, I remember I used to be in a trade group and, you know, they was like, you know, never get anxious because greed is a, is, a, is a form of emotion. You can feel greed. Oh, if you're trading, yeah. Yeah, if you're but trading, that, like. It's different dealing with trading because that's an individual action. You you can trade or you can you can work with people. Yeah, that's People nah, and that's trading and whole different that's things. Like, you could go through the fluctuations yeah. of the market. You can compare that to people's emotions, but it's not going to be accurate. That is true. That is absolutely true, so. I ain't from ass shit. We done went into Yeah, shit. man. I'm, I, I ain't gonna lie. I, I look, this was fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, I felt like it was kind of refreshing, too. It felt refreshing because it was, it was like a lot that we stepped, a lot of, like a lot of stuff that we stepped into. But all this coordinates in one, you're going to get a lot out of here. I guess a little bit of spiritual, a little bit about, uh, you know, a little bit of teaching in school, just different perspectives. But we just wanted to open you guys up to like a different perspective of how to be able to look at things. And it's not about like, I don't want you guys to agree or disagree with me, but just understand the perspective. And it's like being forceful is trying to force someone to understand where you're coming from. Exactly. Uh, you got to allow people to be able to want to understand where you're exactly. coming from. You don't know what I'm saying? That's, 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 that's a form. Like I said, that's a form of empathy. You're not forcing your beliefs or you're not forcing your ideology on someone else and trying to make them that believe that this is the way. That's why I said success. It ranges different between any individual. I mean... I can't tell you entrepreneurship is the best success you're going to have. That may not be for you. You know what I'm saying? Same thing is like everybody's not meant to be at a nine to five job. But I think it's all in the factor of listening to that higher calling. Yeah. And that's why I was referring earlier, like following purpose, self-knowledge is what aligns you with your purpose. And if you're not following your purpose, how do you expect the things that you want to like to connect with that purpose? Because love, money, all that shit comes. That's a byproduct of purpose. You follow that purpose. That love come, that relationship come, those yeah. friendships come, that money come, that new business come, that new house come. All those materialistic things and immaterialistic things, such as, you know, love is things that increase, is increases in value over time, too. That is something you can't buy with money, bruh. You can't buy passion with money, bruh. Like, you just can't do that. Like, those are things that you just can't replace. Like, money only solves money problems. Money only buys things that comes with money. Yeah. Right? And understanding the mind and understanding psychology and understanding the spirit comes with uh, intrinsic value of knowledge of understanding what the spirit is, what the mind is, being connected with self. Yeah, and don't don't get it misconstrued either because we talked a lot about entrepreneurship and how school might not be for some people and working a nine to five might not be for other people. But we talked about having someone to lead you and being able to learn from their mistakes. So sometimes Absolutely. it might be very smart for someone to work at a nine to five first. Because how are you going to run your own business if you don't know how a business is run? Well, you, if you don't know how to control yourself, how are you going to post a control of business? Exactly. I you mean, you are the business, somewhere. as you said earlier. Exactly. I mean, you, look, you, you know, you run it. Or, wait, the business running or you run a business, something like that. You, you said something within those lines, but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you said something within those lines. But look, at no, the end of the day, we at the end of the day, bro, like financial literacy. We're, all right, we're going to literally just cut the show. Look. Literally, at the end of the day, man, financial literacy, entrepreneurship, it's all, it's not just a money thing. It's not just a knowledge knowledge thing. It also comes with spiritual things, too. It's, it's spirit, spiritual things behind it. You go broke, you got to feel spiritually rich. That's This is how you attract those things. You also got to feel that same feeling even when you don't have money. That's the key thing behind it. You got to be willing to give. Give is a form of, that's a, that's a, it's like spiritual food, bro. Even grat, ooh, don't even, that could be enough, pocket. Gratitude. You bringing up so many nuggets right now. Being gratitude. content. That, that jumps <laughs> straight into the gratitude. Hey. hey. <laughs> Contentment. Because oh, no, 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 no. hey. look, 
regardless, even if you make a lot of money, if you make millions of dollars, it's like, how are you using those millions of dollars? Because are you using it for your own personal gain or did God make you a vessel to be able to distribute that the way he wanted you to? And then when we talk about prayer, right? A lot of people pray. Oh, my God. Look, a lot of people pray for things that they have the ability to give to someone else. Like I could say, oh, man, I wish he had some. I wish he had five dollars. But you got five dollars. You actually saying a prayer that you should be doing yourself. <laughs> hey, yo, it's so much bar been dropped. We might have, we gonna have to run, we gonna have to run a two for this one. Like, this might be, <laughs> you can break this up into two. It'll be a part one, part two, and then we got part three. Part three. I don't know. I think, I, think, I, don't know I think that shit gonna turn into like a four part series, bro. I think the next thing, because I think it's, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's like it's, but you can't lie. Like all those play on the fact of what we're talking about. Yeah, you can't. Ninety nine point nine. Yeah, you can't put. And I know. I don't want to cluster you guys with so much information, but I think a lot of it is needed as you digest over time with listening to this. I, I like long podcasts actually. I would literally, if I'm not doing shit, if I'm going in the gym, I'm listening to podcasts. You know what I'm saying? If I'm at home, if I ain't doing nothing, I ain't playing on PlayStation or something like that. Podcast. I don't even be on a game like that no more. I think that my lifestyle changed once when I became like going into that entrepreneurship match became one. So I think it changed my way of my habits or what what the way I used to think. And I think Atomic Habits played a huge factor that when I first that was like the second book I read, mm-hmm. Atomic Habits. I read like damn, I read like ten books. Ten, 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 yeah. Ten. So what was the books we mentioned? We said Atomic Habits. Mm-hmm. You, you said you mentioned the, you Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. You mentioned Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich. You said you said one. Um Oh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, of course. Four key factors. All right. So, all right. Last question before we end up really just wrapping everything up. Because, yeah, we is going on like two hours. So, last question before we wrap any, everything up. So, what would be books that you would recommend someone to read to put them on the right starter kit? The starter kit. The book starter kit. I got a good pen. But I'm going to just say five. Okay. So, you going to get five? I'll get five? Yeah, we just going to get Okay. Sure. So, you go first. Um... Some books I recommend. Uh, one, uh, what, th- uh, f- uh, how the magic of thinking big. I think that's something that would be first start off a mindset. Magic. I always promote mindset books before I promote anything dealing with skill set. Mm. So I would say the magic. Uh, how the magic of thinking big. That would be one of the one of the books I do recommend. Someone I read that book like twice, and I do have the audio book too. Sweet. So the magic of thinking big, and then that literally would literally change your mindset of how the way you think. Like the, the it literally shows you the difference between successful people and the people who um, who failures. You know what I'm saying? Not to, to book categorize, but you gotta categorize. You know what I'm saying? That would be one of the books I recommend. So yeah, uh, the magic of thinking big. A second book I recommend, uh, of course, Atomic Habits. Mm-hmm. A third book I would recommend. Um, hmm. This book is very complex, and I ain't gonna lie, I don't recommend this book, Eric, because everybody's intention of reading this is very, very conspicuous. Conspicuous. All right, so I'm gonna just throw this out because I read it. <sighs> Forty Eight Laws of Power. Hello. That book. It's a right, must read. That actually. that book is. I gotta reread that. Now that book I ain't reread. That that book took me long as hell to read that. Nice so that's three tricky. books. Uh, that's three books. Yeah, it's I remember the pages like it's it's uh four hundred and thirty nine pages, thirty eight pages. They're audio books, guys. 
Now I can book just like damn near ten hours. Yeah. Unless you want ten. Like, you can like, do the point, the the two two x speed. I mean, well, to each is well, yeah, to each is on who. If you reality book, you really yeah. trying lock in. I, I I really believe that like when someone has like a book, I think someone should really take annotations as they go because when they reread the book again. They don't have to take those annotations. They can really just fly through the book. Exactly. Like, I even got like my notes on Rich Dad Boy Dad, like literally on my phone. Yeah. Literally, I got. Hold up. All books. Damn. Oh, he put level up. Yeah. yeah. I see you on that, fam. Yeah. yeah. Damn. So we go to the books. All right. So look, I'm about to show you this real quick because I know I have it in this own all nine chapters, all the notes. Like I'm just gonna read some of it. Like. It's it's kind of discombobulated because mm-hmm. you know when you open up uh when you open up a chapter it also goes up so I'm gonna read one let me see this one the history of taxes and power and power corporations I should just give y'all a little quick little buy just 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 to, just to give y'all a little snippet of what's what's actually in the book so I'm just gonna read it Rich Dad Poor that chapter book the history of taxes and power and corporations originally taxes were something temporary just to pay for for war purposes England and America were tax free the president or the king would put the word out to everyone to pitch in on producing funds for the war. So technically, taxes was generally created to fund wars. Mm, yeah, the sense. start, yeah. So England and, and US were the, the were the countries that were tax free. Well, I guess I don't know what you call it. I call England and country. Yeah. I'll just make sure I ain't yes. yeah, yes, I'm gonna make sure I ain't get that. Yeah. I don't want to sound slow because sometimes I'll get, I'll get a little It'd be like that. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, so um originally, yes. Taxes were eventually there were actually Free tax free. This state, well, this country was tax free, and England was also tax free. But until 1776, or I think 17, it might have been 1776, England started charging people for taxes. Which 40 years later, yeah. America started to do it. Yeah. Oh damn, I got that confused. Mm. 1874, and then <laughs> what? Well, you had well, the, you I, had the countries right. Yeah, I had the countries <laughs> right. I got the countries right. But U.S. started doing taxes the next 40 years later after England do it. Um, now, I will tell you a bar that he does say about how the rich get taxed. The rich will never be taxed. More and more often, we see the government use the tax laws to provide incentives to business owners and investors to create jobs and housing. These incentives reduces the taxes of the rich. So the only place for the government to drive tax revenue is from the middle class. Tax code 7702. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but look, all I'm saying is... Knowledge is power. Read your books. But we... Damn, I didn't I know. Books. Oh, damn. My bad. Oh, I got one more. I got... Wait, one more. Two more books. Because I only stated three. Okay, yeah, you said three. Three, three, three. Okay. So, another book I do recommend people to read is... Um, I don't know if people should read that. Say it. Mm, that's a really good book, too. The girls that get it, get it. And the girls that don't, don't. So, this, this actually is a Robert Greene book also. Okay. I read it, too. The artist deduction. <laughs> the what? Artist the, deduction. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's solid. Yeah, Even yeah. if, especially if you're in sales. That's... Yeah, yeah. I read. I read the artist deduction too. It is what it is. That book right now. I ain't gonna lie. But look, the, like, all I'm just saying. Depends it, on how you take the book. Yeah, yeah it depends. That, that, yeah, it depends on how you take the book. But also, 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 the book is not about teaching you how to seduce. The book is actually teaching you how to be your authentic you. Because mm-hmm. everyone has a seductive trait. So you just gotta know what your seductive trait is. It's not going in there just using hella fucking methods and thinking that oh they all gonna fucking work. No, you learning you literally how you operate. That book is all about learning you. And Robert Greene said that actually in a podcast with uh Larry 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 House Larry House yes. Mm. So and one last book I do have um for recommendation 
is wait. I'm just trying to refresh my brain because I've I've read quite a few. Um, what is that book called? Damn it! Well, I haven't read the book because I I know the book gonna be fine. So, the psychology of money. I I can't really explain it because I didn't read it, but I do think that's a really good book. But how do I think that's a really good book? Just look at the cover. You'll 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 definitely get it. Okay. I think that that would be my five. I but I know it's a five. It's a fifth book. I don't want to waste too much time trying to think of what the fifth book is. Well, I have five books. Oh. Go ahead. I take that back. Seven spiritual laws of success. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Oh. Those are mine. Okay. Seven spiritual laws of success. That was the book I was thinking of. Yes, that book is a must. Spirit spiritual laws it says that is a spiritual book. How to uh how to think how the magic of thinking big is a mindset book. Rich Dad Poor Dad is literally an intro introduction to financial literacy. Damn. Oh, and Tom and Habits is also a mindset book too. Forty laws of power. And forty laws of power is just like psychology, bro. Yeah. Psychology. So I have for one, think and grow with. With. Think. Wait. I have, go I have words. Okay. Witch. Think and Grow Rich was the very first book I ever read in getting into entrepreneurship. And honestly, if it weren't for that, I probably wouldn't even know what entrepreneurship, how it really works. Then you also have Give and Take. Learn about the givers, your takers, and your matchers. Read Give and Take. My, I'm actually going to put that on my Amazon. Uh. And these books, they're not even like they're, I don't want to say they're strictly mindset or they're strictly entrepreneurship. These are things that we need to know just going through life. And you'll see, like, you'll get life lessons because you'll be Brent. like, dang, yeah. Right, it will be like you, you, you learn things that you go through on your everyday life, and you're like, dang, these people will go through this too. Yeah, you're not alone, bro. We all human, bro. We all gonna go through like similar scenarios. Some, sometimes we believe that like certain scenarios that someone explains doesn't apply to you, but the principle of it applies to you. Yep. And then also, uh, you already said it, so I can't say that one. Atomic Habits. Secrets of a Millionaire Mind is a gold, literally a gold mine. Even if you don't plan to own a million, to be a millionaire, you're going to learn how to make some money there. Just the mindset behind it. Because our main motto is increasing your identity to increase your income. You can't do that unless you know exactly how to think about it. Then you also have Your Next Five Moves by Patrick Bed David. Literally, yes, I have that in my book list. The number one best selling sure. business book. I'm looking on for Amazon. Then the last. Ooh. Damn, you got I have two excellent. more. I have two more. I'm so sorry. You got to make me stay two books, man. Do it. Hey, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Tell you, uh, tell, you, tell you two books. Let's get it. Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. I have that and, on my list. And don't think that it's some spiritual book. It's about. It's talking about drifting and going from. Basically, if you want to relate it to making money, you can say going from that poor mindset to a wealthy mindset or once you reach that wealthy mindset how the devil tries to play a trick on you and drift you back into what mm. you he doesn't want you to be i gotta cop now yeah because it's I like as soon as as soon as you feel like you're growing into your fruition of course he's just going to try and take that away from you that's why when you get major you know come-ups then you're going to have a major setback you know what mm-hmm. right, just to, just to elaborate a little bit on what you do i do have one thing just this is just a perspective you know just different perspective People may agree to this, disagree on this one. I do believe firmly that the devil and God are partners. Why? Why I say that, right? The devil puts bad things in your way so God can make good things happen. So they're like partners. Mm-hmm. So don't ever really look at something that happens to you as really a bad thing. It's, it's never it, it a takes, bad it, thing. It takes, because it takes a level of mindset and understanding. It's like, you gotta have bad things happen. Like God makes something good happen. All right, devil, you know what your job is. 
then he swoops back in and puts his place in too. Because for one, it makes you appreciate everything good even more. And then it, it gives you the wisdom to be able to lead the people who go through the same thing. So I never really look at it as, and like I said, this is just my perspective. I never really look at it as, it's like them going against each other. It's more like they have two different perspectives, but their perspectives come into one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, devil don't like God. I don't like that one. But however, they need each other to make things happen. They need good and bad. You need sunrise, you need sunfall. You need, in order for a plant to grow, a flower to grow, you need some rainfall. Yeah. So I always believe that, you know, I never looked at it in a perspective of, you know, devil is 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 uh not siding with god and god is not siding with devil because they both need each other at the end of the day you gotta experience the negative to get the pop oh damn you just made me thought of another book we got this thing. damn you just made me oh the subtle <laughs> art of not giving a fuck oh yeah that book that shit what what i know because I, I started thinking about it because that that quote was actually in the book of the and i just thought about it i was like oh That's yeah dude yeah that book hard <laughs> Yeah. That yeah. one hard. Dang. We could probably end it at that one. Yeah, we can, we can end it at that one. You already got your five? Or you said two more? I said five, but I had one more to get, but it's cool. No, I, no, sorry. Go ahead, sorry. It was, was going to be the battlefield of the mind. That actually sounds fire, too. That actually sounds lit. I think I, I, I If you have anxiety, <laughs> if you feel like well, let me add things always putting coming your way, you don't really know how to get out of it. Battlefield of the mind, okay. Even going through entrepreneurship, going through school, going through life, like going through Joyce your relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, Battlefield of the mind. But that's on my list. I'm but then the a... subtle art of not giving a f that definitely counterfeits that even more. So read both. It 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 applies more to like. That book hard. That actually makes you think a lot differently, especially the last chapter. He was like, "You're uh, you're gonna die anyway." Like, yeah, and mean, if y'all like laughing, please read that book. Bruh, <laughs> that book got me crying. All right, all right, I do have one part I do remember in the book that had me laughing. He was like, he said something like something about the ice cream man out here handing out uh handing out uh, uh I know exactly. Bruh, what you're about. Bruh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, bruh. I'm trying to remember. He's out here giving. He said giving out giving people fuck ice creams for free or something. Something like, but the shit was. I was listening to that book on the way to church one time. <laughs> it's hilarious. That is hilarious. I, I don't even remember. That's a great book. So all right, so books. all right, so that's that's pretty much everything. We said our five books. We 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 talked on a whole lot. I think I'm. I don't know, but I think I want to make this into a long session. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna figure that out probably after this. I'm gonna figure out probably after this if I want to make this into like one session because I think it was. It's, it's, it wasn't like it was a topic that you couldn't just. Have a laugh on, because yeah. especially me getting up trying to fucking dance. No, like, especially that, you know what I'm saying? So it's not like it's a topic you can't, you can't really get anything. That's, that's so much, there's so much nuggets dropping between both of us. We both dropped like some bombs, some heavy bombs. Like it was tit for tat, like, oh, you guys, oh, I got, oh, you guys. So it was it was good. So I think this was a really, really hell of a good podcast. I, um, I definitely appreciate you for pushing up, you know what I'm saying? And we, uh, we're going to work, we're going to work on a, we're gonna work on another session. This one, this is lit. This is lit. You down? Yeah. All right, cool. we're back. So, where, where can they find you? Oh, so you can actually. You're about to wrap up. You were like this. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> get one of them jumps. But, um, so my Instagram is R V C A R D A A. It's pronounced Roof Carter. People try to say it like that. Two I A's. Right, we're, we're talking. When you said said your name, I couldn't. I was like, I'm yeah, so people it. people tend to make it much more difficult than what it is. If you think of Ricardo, it's just an A at the end instead of an O. Hey, I would tell you, everybody don't know how to spell. 
You don't know how to spell <laughs> Ricardo? Everybody's I mean, seen Ricardo. Oh, yeah, everybody's seen Ricardo. It's just an A. You yeah. Know? All right, well. But, yeah, yeah, yeah so right. just spell that, but with a V instead of an I and double A. So you're going to put it on there. So go ahead and repeat that one more time. So, so it's R-V-C-A-R-D-A-A. That's a bet. All right, so. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you got any questions, you go to DM. Or, what, what, what y'all want to see in the next session, y'all? Because I think this... This is just good. I wasn't expecting it. Like I was sort of expecting it to get like, but not really. You know what I'm saying? Like I was expecting this was gonna be like a good session, but I not like this. It's like this. <laughs> like all right, this, this 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 actually was a hell of a session. Like in so much shit we touched. So anyways, guys, man, I catch you guys later. Well, oh yeah, it's always I used to say this at the end of every podcast, but now I'm about to start saying it back again. When on my previous podcast, it's faith plus great breath at the creates vulnerable opportunity. Did you say what? Faith plus great work ethic creates vulnerable opportunity, baby. Okay. Yeah. Faith plus great work ethic creates vulnerable, vulnerable opportunity. opportunity. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Hey. Yeah. Let me hang. All right, guys. I'll catch y'all guys later in the next episode of Unknown Minds Podcast. Peace.